I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 516 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? I'm all right. I was a little. I I, I feel nervous doing the uh, 516 because one of the like I've I haven't added the and <laughs> 516 in any of them yet. Right. And, and I I want to keep. I want to be consistent. Really? Yes. So you're gonna do all 500 with no ands. You're not gonna do 526. I'm, I'm not gonna use that that little three letter word <laughs> at any point. <laughs> And I think if we go back and check the previous 16 episodes, we'll find that I used that, it a That ton. little three-letter word. You don't like the word and. I like that. Whoa. Um, let's talk about what we did Saturday. <laughs> well, we had a great day Saturday. What time did that day start? Chuck? So basically, you know, on Saturdays in my life, uh, what Brad and I normally do is um, we like to like work on creative things together. Yep. Uh, it kind of changed when COVID happened. Uh, but before that, we'd worked on a lot of stuff. Yes, we did. And uh, since COVID, we can't really do live shows. Right. So we haven't worked on as many creative things. Um, and uh, Saturday is kind of up in the air. But we usually get a delicious coffee. Right. Maybe a sweet treat. Maybe a sweet treat. Who knows? Um, maybe like a little, you know, like a little uh, a sandwich or something. Right. And then we see where the day takes us. So right. we had a great Saturday, just like always. Moving what, on. What time? What time did that Saturday start? I think the plan was to start around maybe ten thirty, eleven. That was the plan. What time did it actually start? I think it started any time after ten. It. Uh, that, that's correct. How much? <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> you hate saying that's correct. How much after ten did it start? Probably started a few hours after ten. Yep. All right. Um, so, so Friday night, <laughs> I'm leaving Chuck's house. Yes. He One a.m. Yep. There's bats flying around. <laughs> I think I saw a mummy. Yeah. It's a very scary walk back to my house. Yep. And uh, Chuck says, hey, the plan for tomorrow yep. is I'm going to work until 2 a.m. Right. And I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get eight hours of sleep. I'll get yes. up and shower and I'll call you and we'll go get our fun coffees. Right. I said, but I, then I said something else. You're leaving mm -hmm. out the thing I said. Okay. I said, now, Brad. That's the plan. Yep. I'm not saying that's 100% what's going to happen. That's my plan as of right now. And you said, that's the plan. We'll see. We'll see. I said, I did say, now I, I did say though, like that's the, that's plan. the plan. I'm not 100% sure. Right. We'll see. Yep. So anyway, continue. You, so this, I, the, the word plan <laughs> I don't is, is wrong because it's just a no, lie. No, that's a plan. That's it, exactly what a plan it's is. It's a plan that's a that plan. you sabotage. <laughs> I was the mole? Yes. You were the mole in our two-person operation. I was the saboteur? Yes. No, the, here's what a plan is. A plan is like a loose set of maybes that will possibly come to fruition. I'm going to loosely maybe murder you. No, that's so uh, here's. It, I waited around for literally yeah. for three hours <laughs> hold on, on Saturday hold on. morning for you to wake up and take a shower. <laughs> hold on, hold on. People, you're giving the people the impression that I'm, 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 I'm sleeping in a pool 
with a in a in a big like inflatable tube with a Hawaiian shirt on and a drink with an umbrella and a, and like flamingo sunglasses. I don't know. That's that's what you weren't doing. <laughs> that's that's what people are thinking. The way you're talking. Well, it may very well have been true. I have a huge influx of work. I was staring at the phone. Wonder, I was calling emergency rooms. Is Chuck Staten there? He didn't make it to our plan. Oh. And they're like, oh, Brad, a plan. That's, that's a covenant bond between friends. No, you didn't. I said, no, no, no. It's a loose set you, of maybes. You. And they said, Brad, we're doctors. We know what a plan is. It's a loose set of maybes. No, here's the thing. You, uh, here's what happened. I had a lot of work last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a new office, as everybody who listens to the podcast knows. I I no longer, I, you know, I was doing all my work in my house. You know, it's fil- you know film editing and um, whatever writing stuff like that. And I got an influx of work. Now I have an office. It's like eight minutes away from my house. It's an actual. That's where we're podcasting right now. Is my office. Um, you can and, tell because we sound way more corporate on the mic now. Yes. By the way, my house, State and Manor. Yep. Here, office, State and Enterprises. Perfect. Um. So I, I'm getting used to the, 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 the difference because before what the deal was, was essentially like over the past couple of years, because of A, getting a dog, B, COVID forcing my roommate Jordan to work at home and Gina's home a lot. Now it's like it was harder and harder to do work. So my work would start later and later in the day and it would be like, Sometimes I would like try to work during the day and then it would be very difficult and I would push a bunch of my work till after midnight. So I'd work from like midnight to four, yes. midnight to five, blah, 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 excuse me. And I got the office so they can work, kind of fix my schedule. But I just got the office last Tuesday. That's when I started working here. That's when I got the internet here. And I had a ton of work to do. I was doing it, doing it, doing it. And last, I'm trying to think, last Friday night, I didn't leave, but I've been having huge problems with, uh, like, oh, what's it called? Insomnia. Yes. So I've been waking up later than I want, getting to work later than I want, having to come back to this external office from like midnight to 3.30, as I try to set a cap for myself at 3.30. So I was already, my sleep schedule was already fucked up. I was trying to fix it. I was doing my damnedest, my best. And I did not get to go to sleep as early as I wanted. Right. And I didn't fall asleep till like wicked late that night. Yep. So I slept, you know, I probably slept for seven hours or so. Um, and I woke up and I called you and that's what happened. Uh, you called me at 1 p.m. Yes. Now, is it weird that, you know, your office uh, or wherever you were at at three in the morning when you were still awake past your two o'clock loose maybe of a plan? Yes. Is it weird that like you didn't have an email or text capability to let me know that things might start a little later? No, no, I didn't go to the office that night. Okay. I was trying to fix my sleep schedule. Okay. So I decided, so basically you left at like one that night. Yes. I'm not going to leave my house like after one to right. go to the office for like two hours. Okay. I, but, I, but I have consistently been doing it right. the night before that right. until like 3.30. So that night I did try to go to bed earlier. Right. It didn't quite work out as terms of going to bed earlier. Right. I went, I went, I didn't go to bed as early as I wanted. I did go to bed earlier than normal. Plenty of sleep. And then I was, no, no, no. I went to bed earlier than right. normal. And then I just couldn't fall asleep okay. for hours. Yeah. So I did not like, you know, look at my phone at 4.30 and say, let me email Brad and say I'm still awake. Right. No, I didn't do that. Okay. Um, and here's you, the you've, thing. you've done that in the past. I have done that in the past. Yeah. I thought I could still get up early, but I must have slept past my alarm. Yep. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't usually happen, but it has happened in my life, and uh, 
That's what happened. Well, fortunately, you bought me a delicious peanut butter cup cookie, <laughs> yeah. and all is forgiven. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I was late that day. It's okay. It's but okay. I did... Here's the thing. I will say this. I did know that was a possibility because I've been dealing with this for you know a little while. Right. And so I said... That's the plan. I'm not saying it's going to happen for sure. Yep. We'll see. Yeah, no, that's fine. A little and different than... When you need a ride home from the airport, I will plan to pick you up. And well, then, see, if you said to me, I'll pick you up from the airport, I I can be there, that's my plan, we'll see, then I would get a ride from somebody else. No, I'm going to text you, that's my plan, we'll see, and then I'm going to use, like, one of the devil emojis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's just been... Uh, Roll of the dice. It's weird because, like, I don't know what's been happening, but since I got the office, I don't know what it is. Like, right now... Now, you're, I, now you're part of the rat race. What's what the problem? <laughs> what I do is, I, I like, basically, here's here's my house. I sleep in a room. I sleep in a bed. Huh? Right? Similar? Whoa. You got it? Whoa. <laughs> in the bed, my girlfriend, Gina. Yep. My pup, Swiss Miss. Yep. Pup is not huge. Maybe 38 to 42 pounds. Okay. Not huge. But takes up some room in this bed with me and Gina. Yep. What kind of bed do you sleep in? What size? Queen. All right. I got a king bed. Yep. And I got a, a, a girl and a pup. Yep. And I, sometimes I got to spin her pup around because she has her claws p- facing me and she pushes. Yep. And you got you to have her claws push Gina. I get it. I do. Yep. Uh, and so what I do is, here's, here's what happens in the morning. When Gina gets up, the dog sometimes stays in bed, sometimes gets out with Gina. Okay. Regardless, the dog will come back into bed with me and sleep with me right so if you close the door to my room mm-hmm. the dog will cry yep either to get out or to get in okay one or the other right so we have to keep the door open jordan my yep. roommate works in my kitchen yep starting at eight not nine right i think he works at eight okay and he talks on the phone yeah and he says hello hello yes and he talks into his laptop so he even talks loud right so at eight in the morning, like every day, the door to my room is open. Right. As you know, I rebuilt my house after my house fire to have an open floor plan because right. no one knew about COVID at that point in time. Yep. So now my house has no goddamn walls in it. So from my, you know, my door to my room is open. It goes down the hallway into a big stairwell into my open kitchen with no doors. So what I do is I sleep with a sleeping mask on yep. and earplugs in Yes. to try to stop the light from coming in because Gina doesn't want me to have blackout curtains. She's like, I want to wake up naturally. So even my room is like yep. bright in the morning. Also, you're like, ah, oh, the smells keep waking me up. So you shove two earplugs up your nose. Yes. No. So I'm fighting all these things when I wake up in terms of like things that want to wake me up. The right. light, the sound, the, and, the, and the dog jumping on and off the bed and yep. like sitting on me, which the which Swiss Miss does like cuddle up to you. Yep. I have to fight. The, like, so I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating at all. Most nights I would work until three thirty or four. Yep. And between seven and eight thirty, I'm dealing with all those things. Yep. Every single day. Right. Um, and I mean, except I guess for Saturday, Sunday. But even on Saturday, Gina will wake up that early to go to work. Yep. And Swiss, and so she's opening the door, and Swiss is jumping in and out of the bed. And Swiss has this thing where basically it's like, if I'm sleeping in bed, she wants to be laying with me, but if she hears a noise downstairs, she wants to go see what it is. Yep. Or if Gina's like getting ready and then she's getting ready to leave, Swiss will leave. So she'll come back and forth. I mean, Swiss should have texted me that you were going to be late. She'll go back and forth many times. Anyway, here's my whole thing. So it's a lot for me to combat to actually sleep because I work until late because I have to work until late because it's so fucking hard to concentrate in my home. Right. Right. So I got, I don't know how, but I got used to it 
and I was sleeping fine. Yeah. I would wake up at whatever, you know, if I go to bed at 3.30, for me personally, this is something I haven't said in the podcast, but it's the truth. My doctor told me people care about eating well, people care about exercise, and people pay no regard at all to how much they should sleep. Right. Like people will be like, oh, you got to exercise. You have to go to the gym. You got to go for runs. You can't, you got to eat this. You got to eat vegetables. And then they'll be like, all right, you need to sleep out eight hours a night. And people will be like, yeah, no, and I'm not going to sleep eight hours a night. Right. My, my, you know, the average at the end of a, of a week for a lot of people is like six hours a night. Yep. But he told me, he's like, he's like, that will be key to your health. And I, you know, I like to stay on top of things. Right. And so I try to sleep for eight hours. So if I go to bed at three 30, I set my alarm for 1130, you know, yeah. eight hours. So I got used to this when I got the office and started working in the office, literally the next day I was waking up in the morning from all those things every day, all of a sudden. Mm. And it happened all week last week. Right. And I was trying to fix my, I was trying to actually move my sleep schedule back a little bit and be right. like, okay, I'm not going to go to bed at 3.30. I'm going to go to bed at 2.30 or I'm going to go to bed at 2 o'clock. Right. Because now I can wake up and go to work. And I don't have to work after midnight. Um, like or gremlin. If, yeah. Or if I do, it's my choice. Um, and uh, yeah, so last week, I don't know why I was waking up every morning early. Having, I had a ton of work last week, as you know, and I didn't really have time to like catch up on the sleep. And Saturday, I caught up on the sleep. Yep. But I'm still facing that issue. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why. I'm waking up all the time. But that's basically what's going on and why I slept late that day. Well, you should try the nose plugs. I think that's the key. I don't know what I should try. It sucks because like part of the solution seems like keeping Swiss in a crate in a different room. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's hard. But I don't know if I, I want to do that. The, the cat, like now she sleeps on me. Like, mm-hmm. like if I'm holding a pillow next to me, she's half on me, half on the pillow. But, you know, I, I'm laying in bed five, ten minutes later, I feel like one paw, two paw, three paw, four paws on me. And I'm like, one of these days, like a raccoon's going to get in, in the house. <laughs> I would love this. I know. And I'm going to be like, oh, hello. And then like, she's going to meow from the other room and I'll be like, huh? Rosie? Ah! Yeah. It's going to be a skunk. And uh, I'm going to get skunked. What would your cat do if you live with someone and they were making noise in the room? Would the cat leave the room and come back? Uh, Probably. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes she's curious. Depends how sleepy she is yeah. or where the food is. I live in a very difficult home for sleeping and working right yeah. now. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, so that's why I slept late that day. I'm still trying yeah. to catch up on sleep. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, uh, I don't know why. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure it out mathematically or logically. Why would I have more trouble sleeping in the morning now that I work outside of the house. I don't know. Or is it a coincidence? Yeah. You know, um, it's very tough. Yeah, or, it's very you know, is it a different part of like, if you're trying to go to bed at two, is your, the, a different part of your sleep cycle six hours in as opposed to four hours in if you're going to bed at four. Oh, uh, so maybe like when I'm closer to waking up. Yeah. Maybe when Jordan's making these noise, oh, th- this noise, you're uh, a different, a different part of your cycle. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a sleepologist. Yeah. I wish I were. Yeah. Um, but I, I was banned by the <clears throat> ASA, the American <laughs> Sleepologist Association. Excessive cuddling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, um, it, it's it's frowned on at best. And, yes. You know. <laughs> a, a crime at worst. Oh, yes. Um, I crossed that line. Yes, right. Yeah, so anyway, um, so I'm trying to get into it. The office is working out, I think, in terms of Letting me sit down and just work for hours. I, yep. I, I was telling, um, I don't forget who today. I was talking to somebody on the phone, maybe Katie, our friend. Um, I was like, when I'm home, when I'm working, 
I think I stand up an average of like eight times per hour. Yeah. To like, not on top of the stuff you have to do, which right. would be like getting a drink, going to the bathroom, whatever. But like when I'm being bothered by my dog or to like either acknowledge her presence and right. cuddle her and talk to her or let her outside or stop her from barking at something or whatever. Um, and there's no interruptions here. Yeah. So that's a positive. But I will say I noticed working in the office, I'll hit a wall of concentration Yep. where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yep. And I think at home, I would be like, let me take a break. Yep. I'll go do laundry. I'll go do whatever. Here, there's no opportunity, so I just work through it. If you want, I'll bring in a wash tub and a washboard, and you can you can wash my clothes. A washboard, and and I could practice the washboard. Yeah, <laughs> it's a to dual kill purpose. Two yeah. Stone. Uh, so what's been going on with you at your at your house? Ah, uh, my house. You know, just taking care of the cat. Uh, yeah. I, I threw out my back yesterday. Yeah. Uh, scooping out the litter box, and you know, <laughs> the the joke is like, well, if I hurt my back taking shit out of the litter box mm -hmm. the way to unhurt my back yeah that's funny thank you i uh you try it i mean i am feeling better yep. so mm -hmm. uh no it's it's uh it's it's been uh it's been weird I, my work stuff has been more hectic than ever uh because it's room selection as it is many aprils so students are, are selecting rooms uh on, on the college campus where i work <laughs> for the fall and uh you know it's not Hard work, uh, demand is significantly lower than it has been in years past, but I still have to be on and know the answer to every question and be available yeah. all the time. Uh, fortunately, I have a, a great coworker in uh, in April, and she crushes it. Uh, she does a great job, and she's making things significantly easier. And I think at this point, we both understand all the systems, right. which, you know, it's the first time in my housing career that that's happened for a room selection. So, uh, you know, a couple more days of that, and then we move on to worrying about summer housing and late departers, and uh, I need to start using vacation and personal time because I have lost three comp days in the past couple weeks, uh, which sucks uh, to, to lose some days that I was being compensated for. So what do you attribute that to? You're just scared of taking time off? I, I think it's the matter of... Well, I want to take time off, but there's nothing to do. Like I'm at home and I'm pretty bored, so like I might as well go to the office and see different people. Uh, so I'm there, and uh, you know, uh, until more recently, things weren't opening up. Um, so really, I haven't taken significant time away since the first week of 2021, and I was on furlough. I wasn't being paid for that week, right? Um, because of an, an agreement our union made about yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, no salary reductions, whatever. Mm -hmm. So. I don't even think I've taken like an extra long way. I don't think I've taken a day. Yeah. Uh, and so yesterday when I'm like, ah, oh, my back is, is in pain. I'm like, you know, near tears before I leave the house. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I have to go in. I have work to do. I'm like, I'm going to go in. I'm only going to go in until 1030. I'll send the emails I need to send. I'll pick up the on-call phone. Mm -hmm. And I got there and, and, you know, then it was like, oh, here's another task and another task and yeah. another task. Right. And, you know, by then it's 330 and I'm like, well, I could go home now, but like, you know, you I'm know still on call. You know, it's a weird thing, and this this is kind of has to do with you just talking about that. Yep. Kind of feels like me saying, I'm going to take a break from my work. I'll do laundry. I'll do dishes, yep. whatever. I always, I'm wondering now as we get like further into like adulthood, the idea of like, I guess, let me see if I can think of how to phrase this. You think of like, here's my habit, right? Yep. I'll put it this way. Let's say you don't buy Oreos 
Because if you put them in the cupboard at your house, you'll eat all the Oreos and it's not good for you. Well, not all the Oreos, just just the filling. Right. Yeah. Let's say that's the case, right? Yes. Here's what's weird to me about that. Here's the behaviors. One, you go to the grocery store and buy Oreos. Right. Two, you're home and you eat Oreos. Yep. It's weird. To, oh, it's always been weird to me to say, I am not going to do one because I am incapable of not doing two. Right. What does that mean? Well, here's the thing. Uh, what, one of my friends, uh, Lauren, has a saying where she's like, it's easier to resist the temptation once than to resist it every day. Ah, I like that. Yeah. So oh, stick that in my aim. Yeah, I, like I will that. not. Yeah, will that's not. a good one. I, uh, so Shaw's. Okay, okay. Uh, so we got to look at it like this. Right. And so a neighborhood grocery store, right, Shaw's, right. sells bakery cookies, and it's a package of 18 and a little bag. Right. And I think they're very good. Right. Uh, and I am too lazy to bake cookies for myself. So occasionally, I would go and, you know, in the course of my shopping, I would buy these cookies with the idea of like, you know what, I'll have one a day, maybe two on a weekend, mm-hmm. and this this bag will last me for a while. Uh-huh. And then the bag would last me, like I'd probably eat like 13 cookies in two days and I'd be like, that's too many. Yeah. And so I stopped buying the cookies because I couldn't stop eating them. Yeah. And so, you know, this whole pandemic, really, I kind of deserve a medal, <laughs> like a like a presidential medal of freedom because I haven't bought bakery cookies. Right. Like the one you bought me, delicious. Right. But it's a it's a, it's a treat. It's new. It's different. It's, like, and it's one. And it's one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So you're basically your math is, if you go to the store, yep. You say I want to buy a cookie. Yep. Or a package of cookies. If you go home, three times a day, you're looking at those cooks. At least. And you're three. saying, I'm not going to eat a cook. Yep. So that means, you know, let's say five days, fifteen cook looks. Yep. Right. Yep. Versus that's what one called. cook took. Yeah. <laughs> you don't take it from the grocery store. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so you could say it's easier to say no to one cook took than yeah. 15 cook looks. Yes, yes. That's what you're trying to say? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to say. And what's more, how I'm trying to say it. <laughs> what's more? <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. <laughs> no cook took means no cook looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a lot of t-shirt here. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, so so that's, that's that makes sense. That makes more sense to me because I'm always like, well, how come? It's just weird to be like, and, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. If I'm like, ah, if I'm working at home, I feel like, oh, I got to clean up all the clutter before I work. Yep. Even though it's more important for me to get the work done. Like I'll put it this way. Sometimes it's more important for me to get the work done by the end of Tuesday night. Yep. Than it is for me to clean up the clutter, and the clutter doesn't matter if it stays till Wednesday. Right. No. No, no timeline on the clutter. Exactly. But I'll feel like eh, I want to. I want to work in a clean place. Yep. But I can't control that, so I'm like, let me work outside my house so there's no clutter. It's weird to say I can control this part of it, but I can't control the other part. Um, but you're right. There's something about the consistent temptation. Yeah. That is kind of different, where you make one good choice, and it eliminates the possibility for many bad choices. Right. Where if you make the one bad choice, you're opening up a door. Yes. Lots of cook looks. Yep. That's good. You convinced me. I'm glad. That was good. You, if you figured Lauren's out. a wise one. That's a question I think about a lot where I'm like, how come uh, we can control this? We can't control this. And you yeah. gave me a good thing to think about. Um, but yeah, the office has been working out really good. Good. A um, lot of congratulatory messages oh, uh, from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. 
Mm, how's that tea? And the, tea. The, the tea kettle I bought you. Brad bought me an electronic tea kettle. Yep. It was an office warming gift. Yes. Um, good tea. Good. I'm glad. But yeah, a lot of people are like, wow, like, you know, just like a lot of like nice messages. Frank Five sent me a nice text. Good. And a bunch of people have reached out to me and I appreciate it. You know, they kind of recognize this as a step in my professional career for like filmmaking stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, you know what? Let's do some let's do some Chuck and Brad updates uh, before we go any further. Do you have anything? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, there's some some online improv stuff in the works, but mm. uh, nothing nothing solidly booked right now. Um, for me, uh, you know, there was a recent Tell Me Steve Dave Patreon video last week. It was uh, Tales from Behind the Fake Counter episode six. I think we already talked about that. But next week, uh, Tuesday the twentieth. Yeah. Yes. There is a video coming out on the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon that is going to blow everybody's dicks off. Whoa, no. Oh, yeah. I'm attached to this thing. <clears throat> Just hanging on by a thread. Oh, well. <clears throat> <laughs> um, I can't give any details away about it, but there's a couple series. I, I, you know, I shouldn't say anything. I shouldn't say anything because I who knows who, how mad people will get at me. Um, something really special and out of the ordinary is coming next week on the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon. I've been happy to, you know, shoot it and direct it, and I've been editing it. And uh, it's quite a, quite a task in the edit, by the way, let me tell you. But uh, going to be totally worth it. Um, on top of that, you know, um, I just did the Smodcast interview with Ice Cube. Yes. Kevin Smith interviewing Ice Cube. Part one is out. Part two, who knows when it'll be out. I kind of imagine it will be out. Wednesday the fourteenth. So if you know by the time this podcast comes out, I think it'll be up. But just go to youtube.com slash Kevin Smith. Um and then also uh came I think this did Musqueef TV come out by the time the podcast dropped last week? I don't think so. I don't think so. So my new, you know, I'm working with the podcast Tuesdays with Stories, uh two of my favorite comedians, Mark Norman and Joe List. I uh, just started you working say with Joe them. List and Mark Norman. I do say that sometimes. Hmm. Okay. I'm you know exclusively, it, you know, Joe List has been on our podcast and Mark Norman hasn't. So. You know what I think, too? Second fiddle, Norman. Here's what I think. You know, like iambic pentam- pentameter? Uh, yes, but I'm pretty terrible with it. Some things, and, and I bring it up just because something strike me. Some things just strike me as having a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say Mark Norman has, it's two syllables, two syllables. And Joe List is one syllable, one li- syllable. Mm-hmm. And I'll end it with that. Chuck Staten and Brad Rohr. Yeah. That makes more sense to me. Two two one syllable names at the end. Mark Norman and Joe List. Hmm. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to like Brad Rohr and Chuck Staten. It just doesn't seem like it's as What about Bradley Rohr? What if I start going Chuck Staten and Bradley Rohr? See that fucks it all up. Yeah. Well, anyway. Bradley Aaron Rohr. Two of my Social f- Security number. <laughs> two of my favorite comics, Joe List and Mark Normand, uh, have a podcast called Tuesdays with Stories. I just started working with them. And my first real video came out with them. My first real video with them came out on patreon.com slash Tuesdays uh, last week at some point in time. And it was called Must Queef TV. Um, and uh, it's them doing a commentary for one of the episodes of Seinfeld. Seinfeld's a huge influence on Tuesdays with Stories, that podcast. And uh, they've been doing commentaries for a while. Um, and I had some ideas of how to improve them. Yep. And I had some ideas about how I think they should rebrand their Patreon and make it a little bit clearer for people and make it more like much more highly produced, uh, a lot more effort going in, 
much higher production on projects and also kind of just be more clearly labeled and defined. Right. So I said, let's give this series, you know, you guys want to do commentaries or TV shows. Let's give it a, a name. And I came up with Musqueef TV and they went with it. Um, so Musqueef TV, I don't know whether to call it episode one or episode like four because they've done a couple of them. Right. But they didn't call it that before. So, you know, the newest episode of Musqueef TV with my stamp of approval on the uh, the shooting and the nice. editing and stuff. Um, up now, patreon.com slash Tuesdays. And I did want to talk a little bit about Tuesdays with Stories because sure. I talked about it last week a little bit, but things have kind of progressed in a way that I wanted to acknowledge. By the way, if you think I'm a little stuffed, here's the deal in my office. I've got a cook took right now. <laughs> you took a cook. I took a cook. They changed out all the ceiling tiles right before I moved in, and they never uh, cleaned the carpet. So I think there's some like ceiling tile dust in here, and it gets me kind of uh, congested. But they are having a professional cleaning this Thursday of all the carpets in here. That explains the thank you card you got me for the tea kettle that said, you should have got me a Roomba. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you didn't even say thank you. Have you used the Roomba I got you yet? No. Come on! The cat. That's what it's supposed to help. No, it's supposed to scare the cat. Um, I didn't get it to scare your cat. I got it because you have a cat. I have uh, a I have a dog. Yeah. The week I got the dog, I got a Roomba, and it shocked and sickened me how much dog hair mm-hmm. it pulls in, even when I run it every day. I uh, I, I think my issue is that I just have too much, uh, like too much clutter. On really? The, on the ground, yeah. No. Specifically in the cat's room. What's it going to do? She's got a tunnel. She's got a wire. She's got a fish. So what, what's, what happens? You haven't run it, though. So no, what are you I talking haven't. about? I haven't. But, uh, the, well, the wire specifically would get caught up in this thing. What wire? She has a little wire toy. We'll take it off the ground. How many How many does she have? Two. <laughs> so so the, wait, wait, what's preventing you? Well, that you that, don't that, take that, the two wires that, off the ground? Basically, I would rather like, you run my stick the vacuum. Thing. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather run my stick vacuum myself. Because you want to you want to vacuum around the three inch the the, the, well, the I eight can, ounce I, wires. I, can, I control when I pick it up and everything. I don't know. I just haven't gotten around to setting up the vacuum yet. <laughs> yeah, it's not take doesn't take too much setting up. I know, but I'm pretty lazy. You sure are. Yep. Um. Anyway, so you know, as I talked about last week, um. You know, I've been working with the podcast Tell Him Steve Dave for years now. We do a lot of great, uh, very high quality pro- pro- projects that I'm very proud of. A lot of video projects and podcast projects. Uh, very successful Patreon that Tell Him Steve Dave is running. I'm very appreciative for being a part of that over the past couple of years. Um, and, uh, you know, it's but it's um, it's part of my income. So I also write for a couple magazines. I work a day job one day a week. But obviously the goal as a creative person is to just do creative projects for my my work. So I need to do more work. I want to do more work than just work on uh, the Tell Them Steve Dave projects. I want to, you know, fill my time up with it. I technically work on, I work on Tell Them Steve Dave projects probably 15 to 20 hours a week, I'd say. Um, so one of the things I noticed over the last year, I'll go through this quick because I talked about it a little bit on last week's podcast, is just that the podcast Tuesdays with Stories is a really... Great podcast, great voices on the podcast, super talented comics in Joe and Mark, but they just really weren't doing like a lot of stuff for their Patreon, even though they were kind of talking all through the Patreon about how all through the pandemic that their Patreon was their sole source of income and it had jumped a lot of numbers. And uh, I was like, man, I would love to take what I've learned and my skills and my video production. um, I don't want to say expertise. 
skills, I guess I'll say skills again. Sure. Um, to their to their to their projects and kind of do these comedy projects with them. Plus, like I love comedy. Um, you know, obviously you and I perform comedy together. Um, and I love the New York scene and I, I love a lot of people in the scene, and those are two of my favorite comics in the scene. So I was like, Oh, I'd love to bring my stuff there. And it's interesting because I've kind of developed this odd skill um that Brian Nichelle the director of comic book men refers to as me being a one man band. Yes. Where I come in, I bring in the audio equipment, I bring in the video equipment. You've got symbols between your knees, you're <laughs> clapping them. <laughs> Spoons on my elbows. Yeah. I got a <laughs> I got Brad's washboard, I'm doing laundry, yes. killing two birds with one stone. But Feed, I, feeding two birds with one scone. Oh, thank you. Yes. You're right. I read the Peter thing. Yep. Um and uh yeah, and so I'm I, I provide all the equipment. I'm the one that's the, actually the engineer in the room. You know, I'm the one that directs it. I'm the one that films it. And then I take it home and I'm the one that edits it, does the graphics. Right. And so there's not really another person when I do it. You know, it's just me doing 100% of the project, which, which is, I guess, in the real industry world of filmmaking is very odd. Yeah. But for me, it's all I've ever done. Right. So I was like, if I'm this person, maybe I can help them come on board, be part of the Tuesdays with Stories podcast and help them do these kind of projects. And like I talked about last week, I was kind of figuring that out and, uh, you know, getting through to them basically over the past couple of weeks. And so what happened was this. Um, sorry, it sucks. My nose is so congested, but hopefully this will, this will be fixed. It sucks because they changed out more ceiling tiles last night. Yep. And so then there's more dust in here. Um, but I guess, you know, if they're having the cleaning on Thursday this week, I guess that's fine. Right. Excuse me. So, you know. I honestly, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know things changed after Thursday. So I know I didn't say everything on the podcast, but my Hail Mary plan was this. I reached out to them a lot and these are two very successful comics. So it was, it was tough to get through. You know, I did some free work for them here and there just online and sent some stuff in, got through to them, kind of had a Hail Mary pitch of like, I'm going to come to New York. I'm going to come film with you guys. I'm going to film for free. I'm going to come and travel on my dime. I'm going to do a couple projects. I hope that you're so excited about them that you then hire me to do projects for your Patreon consistently. Right. So I did that. We had a great time together. Shooting together was great. Great guys. Definitely, you know, exactly what I kind of hoped for in terms of us getting along. And uh, did the first project for them, which was Tuesdays with Stories, like episode like 393 or 394. Right. And uh, but that wasn't really what I wanted to do. I just wanted to like. That was me shooting them from three angles, cutting it to the, you know, cutting it to like make sense for their podcast and just showing them the quality. But then the next project, which was Musqueef TV, which was, that's where the production came in, where I made like a big intro. Um, I did a lot of graphical work and overlays and picture in picture video stuff for the commentary, just like simple stuff. Um, But stuff that kind of makes it, that takes it that next level of production. I said, here's, you know, really what I want to do. And this is the kind of work I want to bring to the Patreon. And I handed that into them. I think maybe I handed it in Thursday. Yeah. Maybe I finished it Wednesday night. And uh, that day they were like, all right, we got to, you know, we got to talk about like the hiring situation. Like, what do you want from us in terms of money? And, right. you know, what is this situation going to look like? So I pitched them my plan. Yep. <laughs> Loose maybes. Which, <laughs> hey, which was, uh, I want to film with you guys two days a month. I want to like come and like be like, oh, Monday, Tuesday, you know, whatever. We'll film, knock out four projects. Then over the course of the month, 
one one project every week, right? Um, so because there's four weeks in a month. Yes. And I want you guys to pay me hourly. Right. And I, you know, I won't get into the details of that. I go, here's how much I think it's worth, blah, blah, blah. And this was really the moment of like, is this going to move forward? Right. Or was this just like a failed experiment when I got to work with a couple of guys I like? And they took a couple hours and they talked about it. And Mark, uh, who, you know, Mark Norman has been like more positive than anyone I've ever worked for in terms of like being emphatic about my work and right. um, being happy to work with me and stuff, um, was like, we think it's totally fair. Let's do it. Let's start yep. doing this together. And so on Thursday which is after we recorded the podcast, I actually got like the hire from Tuesdays with Stories. And now, you know, we have a date to start working. Right. And now I'm going to be working on their Patreon. That's amazing. On a weekly basis and producing uh, film projects for them. Right. Which is crazy. <clears throat> it's probably going to about double my work, which is a huge step up. Right. From... Uh, from the work I was doing. Yeah, from the days that you were uh, stitching Patreon content together by hand. Yes. No, no, it's, it's just a huge step up in terms yeah. of me eliminating a day job. Right, right. You know, uh, Walt over at Tell Him Steve Dave and Tell Him Steve Dave in general has been really instrumental in getting that going. Right. You know, not not, not that Walt was like, yeah, we're going to help you do it. But in terms of me being like, oh, I was working you know, pretty much full time for my dad's company, Staten's Landscaping. What a great company. What a great company. You know what they do? <laughs> we'll get to Masonry. it. Masonry. Um, but, you know, after the Patreon started, I told Walt, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm down to this many days a week. And then after a while, I was like, oh, you know, now I'm down to this many days a week. Right. And as of like a year ago, I was down to one day a week at Staten's Landscaping. Right. That's where I am now. And now I just got hired by Tuesdays with Stories on Thursday. So this is essentially the step where really I could quit the day job right and just do this and just do my creative work yep but i'm a responsible guy since when i'm very uh what's the word i want to look for handsome no when you're like careful cautious cautious something more than that i can't think of the word hmm. precise so you know even though i got the okay from joe and mark and everything has been so positive and i'm very i'm very sure this is going to move forward and i love these guys and i can't wait to work with them um more I'm still going to take it step by step right. and bird, I'm going to keep bird the, by bird. I'm going to keep the you know the one day a week day job until I'm 100% sure that all of my work is pretty stable. Right. Um so I'm going to keep it for now and we'll see how everything shakes out. But it's a big step. Yeah. It's a really big step and what's really interesting to me and it sucks because I I'm, I'm not trying to make this like self-congratulatory, but it's something I want to record on the podcast because this is like you think about the podcast, this is kind of the podcast. Yeah, is the creative journey that we have. Right, right, right. Um, and this is a, a monstrous step from like me being like, I don't know, me being like, oh, I just would do the stuff that I like, and that's it. Because that, that's kind of my attitude has been that since the beginning is like, my band senior discount, we're gonna do what we want. Our videos that we do, our podcast, we never ever venture out and say. Or me and probably right. you aren't like, I'm going to go work on that film set and be a PA. Yeah. I'm going to go do, I never have even had an inkling to do that. Right. You know, um, it's always been me working on my work on my terms. And I kind of think that tell him Steve Dave has been an extension of that. Yeah. Of me saying like, you know, of us like really being a collaborative team with Walt bringing me a lot of ideas, us shaving them out together, figuring out how to do them together 
me directing, Walt coming in with with here's what we, how should we should do this, how do we do this, and us figuring it out together. I really still feel like the projects that tell them Steve did the video projects. A huge part of them is me shaping them with mostly me and Walt, but then also obviously all the great input from Brian and Sunday Jeff and everybody. Um, and uh, this is another thing where it's really me saying like, I still want to do my stuff, but I'm saying these two guys are great. Right. Let me come in and steer this ship. Right. Because that's kind of what's happening. Like, I hope that they're okay with me saying this, but I'm coming in and saying your Patreon is kind of, you know, the, the, you guys are really funny, but your Patreon content is all over the place. Let's make it more, not only more produced, but make it clearer what we're doing. Yeah, let's raise the mizzen mast, swab the poop deck, and steer this ship. And they're like, what? <laughs> are we supposed to walk a plank? That's is very it? nautical. I like that. Yes. No, it, it's me being like, you know, my plan is like, I'm like, you guys are Tuesdays with stories. You have a podcast every Tuesday. That's your normal podcast on Patreon. I want it to be every Wednesday we have a bonus project. We don't say what it is ahead of time, but every Wednesday you have a bonus project and you guys do this. So let's turn this into this series. You guys have done this. Let's turn this into this series. Right. And here's eight other series ideas that I yeah. have that you guys could do. And that's it. They're, they're essentially they're looking at the guys. Like they printed it out and yeah. gave it to them in front of them and emailed it to them. And I, and I was like, this is my plan. And I said to them, I'm like, if I'm overstepping my boundaries, like, please let me know. These are just my ideas. And they're like. No, this is great. Yeah. Love to do it. I wish you hadn't pitched the uh, Let's Roast Brad. It's What's crazy is that they want to do it as a weekly series. Yeah. It's crazy, too, because like... And, and you know what? They've only met me for like 15 minutes, and they were like, we've got enough <laughs> to keep this going. <laughs> we've got enough. It's weird because, you know, Mark and Joe are up there in the scene. So like, you know, they're on Joe Rogan there and stuff like that. Yeah. Joe Rogan wants to make it a thrice weekly three-hour podcast, just the roast of Brad. Yeah. And yeah. you, it was weird because you were like, can I get a cut? Blah, blah. They're like, we're just going to do it with a picture. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, that's I will like, say this. like, I haven't even met Joe Rogan. He just saw a photo of me yeah. and said, you know. Here's the worst thing about it. So Joe Rogan was hanging out with us. Yeah. He, he had a printer. Uh -huh. He printed out yep. a picture of you. Uh-huh. He measured it. Yep. And he went on Amazon and he bought a dartboard that's exactly the same oh, size. Oh no. <laughs> we have to hope it's a coincidence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, you jump into yes. <laughs> first of all, the yes. idea, idea he prints something and then has to measure it. The paper is eight and a half by eleven, the photo is eight by ten, Mr. Rogan. <laughs> the idea of like a rectangular dartboard. There's a lot, a lot about you know the comedy scene that I don't understand. So, or does a dartboard? It's not right. Why is he printed so early? <laughs> print, print it when you get the dartboard, and you know like, walk around with that picture. You could just say mean things about me for nine hours a week. Instead. No, no, no. So uh, anyway, so um, but it really was me coming in and being like you know, we know that you guys are talented and you're funny. Here's a way to like package that a lot clearer for people and really maximize the, the, what you guys can do. Um, but it's still, it still feels like, you know, like obviously the dream is kind of to make it into the industry right. of film and comedy and whatever, yeah. Dark but I'm, I'm still operating on like, what, what am I operating on? Like an independent level yeah. kind of being like, no, no, no. I'm just like a shyster on the outside. <laughs> What's the deal? Isn't that weird? You, is this like imposter syndrome or is it I, like... I, I, I was just thinking about it today and I'm like, like I was talking to Katie on the phone. Yeah. And she's like, 
I'm so proud of you. I can't believe you're taking these steps. This is so great. I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah, and it's really weird because like when you went to school for this, this medium didn't exist. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, she's like, you're doing these like these podcast projects that are kind of like almost like TV shows, but they're really you're taking the medium of podcast and extending them. And then I said, yeah, and it's weird. Like Patreon didn't exist. Oh. So you couldn't even really have a place to do stuff like this. Right. Um, so what's what it's just the journey is strange. And when I was in school, audio didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you had you had black and white. You had a flip book. Yes. You had a flip book, a and flip you were book. like, I yeah. could. This might be something. Yeah. Um, but we could only uh, use one color to draw because they hadn't invented. I don't know markers. Right. But it is, it is it is it just it's just interesting to say like. Oh, I did it. I can quit my day job yeah. and work on my creative projects that I love. I'm not right. I'm not saying, oh, now I can film weddings because I have to and that makes money. Right. Or I can film this because I have to and that makes money, right. which is fine if that's what you want to do. I'm like, I want to do comedy projects. I want to work with people I actually believe in and liked first. Right. It's not it's not like I got hired to work for a random podcast in Boston I never heard of. Right. Although Yeah, who sure, knows? I'm sure there's some great ones. Yeah. But it's like I'm like I, I, I'm at the point where I can actually just do this, but I'm still completely outside the industry. Yeah. I've still never had to submit a resume anywhere. Right. That's pretty strange. Yes. You know, um, it's just a weird step, but yeah, the, uh, the, the, them actually like, like everything has been a big step recently with kind of working with Kevin Smith more, which is obviously a direction I desperately hope to continue down. Um, the projects with Tuesdays with stories and being able to just go film with them in the first place. But last Thursday, Mark's text where he's like, he's like, we talked about it. You're in baby. I can't wait. Blah, blah. blah. It was like, it was like a turning point in my life where it was like, I almost feel like for however many years that I've been pursuing creative projects, this is me achieving the point where I'm like, I could quit my job. Yeah. It's weird. It is. Um, and exciting. It's very exciting. But, uh, so that was kind of a landmark. And um, I mean, obviously, the office coming at the same time is kind of part of it because right. I saw this coming, or I was like, I wanted to be prepared if it came, I should say. Right, right. And so I made sure that I was. But um, it was a big turning point. And uh, Musqueef TV, making dreams come true. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's it's been great. And I've been talking to them, and they've been so nice and so welcoming. And it's just really cool. It's cool because, yeah. like, you know, <clears throat> they're doing something. Their normal jobs are being comedians, so they're working with other comedians I love. Yep, you know, like Dan Soder, like uh, Sam Marill, um, people that are, you know, around the same, hovering around the same level. The New York comedy scene that right. is just so cool and mysterious. The thing I've been drawn to for over a decade. But on top of that, they're connected to. Mark is directly connected to Jerry Seinfeld. Mark's directly connected to Amy Schumer. Joe's connected to Louis C.K. They're connected to Colin Quinn and all these great people that I've looked up to for a long time. Right. Um, that do great, great comedy that I just think, and I hope this doesn't sound opportunistic, that I think working with these guys and doing great projects is going to be a place where I can make connections with other people I want to work with. Right. And I think, you know, I think that's typical for, for any job, kind of. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that's been happening with Tell Him Steve Dave with Quinn, Brian Quinn. Right. From Impractical Jokers. Kevin Smith, obviously. That wouldn't have happened without Tell Him Steve Dave. Brian Michelle, the director of Comic Book Men. 
none of that would have happened either. So everything kind of gives you an opportunity. But these guys are like in the clubs every night, touring every weekend. There's a lot of other people that are kind of involved that this might open even more doors. Right. But what's cool is that right now, even without thinking about any other doors, I'm working with Tell Him Steve Dave, yep. who I love and have loved for years, yep. and Tuesdays with Stories, who I love and have loved for years. And it's all, all of these people are people that I believe in personally, love what they did before I came in, appreciate the opportunity, and I get this great opportunity to add to it and steer it a little bit here and there, add my own input and do different things. And it's just a, a big moment of, I don't know. Triumph. It, it makes me feel like I believe in myself. Yeah. It makes me feel a little bit closer to thinking like this could be my life. It's my life today. Right. And I I think it could be my life going forward. That's exciting. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's, all, I, that's all I have to say about it. That's great. Yeah. I just wanted to acknowledge it. Um, and I would say some of the stuff that Mark and Joe have texted me that makes me like like shocked and like humbled and stuff like that. But I don't know if they want me to tell, say that stuff. Um, because, But it's been very, very heartwarming. They're like, hey, we took down our Chuck dartboard. You're like, where did you... <laughs> What did you replace it with? <laughs> Hello. No, it's just it's just more like yeah. like I think that these guys are like they've been on like this like escalator up towards super popularity, right? And they're high up on it already, right? Um, and I think that it's going to keep going for them, with or without me. But now, hopefully, I'll be with them, helping them do stuff the whole time. I'm going to adjust your metaphor if I could. Yes. Escalators are automatic. They require, they're passive. Now this is fucking, you know what it is? It's a staircase is what it is because it takes work. You have to. You know, you know, it's not a staircase. What is it? It's an escalator going in the opposite direction. Oh, that's Ah, even better. Yeah. I got a Because if you stop, if you stop working, you just (laughs) slide back. back. You just slide Yeah. That's me. That's my escalator. I'm on the down escalator, but I'm going up, baby. I'm going to the top floor. I'm uh, like lost. I'm stuck in the bottom of the escalator. I, I, I don't even I know where the escalator is. I left my shoe untied. Hold on, Chuck. Hold on. I lost, <laughs> I lost my foot. My foot's gone. My foot is gone. Oh, that's funny. I got. I spilled my dip and dots. Ugh. And again, you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to be self-congratulatory. Or whatever. It's just. Uh, I do feel like. How long have we doing this podcast? Twelve years. I don't know. It feels like a million. I, it, since the first one, 516 yep. episodes ago. Yep. I th- this was like the dream of what to accomplish. Yeah. Every time we talked about comedy and movie and movies and music and all this stuff and talked about the projects we're doing, like this was the moment I was trying to get to. Uh, the moment where I feel like I could be like, this can just be my job. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm here today. Who knows if it can go away tomorrow? Not promised to anyone. No one will take it away that I got to this point. Um, but tomorrow might go all the way. I don't think it will. And I hope things continue to go well. All right. So let's talk about more good things. Sure. What do you got? Um, how about actually, um, let me think, let me think more good things. I said more good things. I got to pay that off. You you, you either pay it off immediately or go in the opposite direction. More good things. Chuck and Brad are heading out to sea. Ah, Ah. that is a good thing. One year from now, Brad and I will be on the Geek Boat. Yes. Which is a wonderful floating convention at sea, pop culture convention featuring a lot of great people. We think it's an actual boat and not just a floating convention at sea, like a platform. Did I tell you that one of my friends, who is a big Tom Steve Dave fan, her name is Celeste. Okay. One of my friends, she's a travel agent. Okay. She looked up the type of boat we're going to be traveling on. And she's like, 
this is a fucking cruise line. Wow. Holds like 2,000 people. That's a lot of people. So that's the people we're going to be performing in front of awesome. every Perfect. night for a week. Perfect. <laughs> Come on, Chuck and Brad, do your comedy. I didn't write anything. Um, <laughs> I'm an improviser. The Geek Boat. Uh, we're going to be hosting um, a great voyage um, on the Geek Boat, which is going to be this awesome con at sea. Let me give you some... Uh, you told me it was just a three-hour tour. Uh, <laughs> I did, hold on. Did you read all the lyrics? <laughs> eh, I just skimmed them. <laughs> it said a three-hour tour twice, so oh, I figured... No. <laughs> hold on. I'm reading them now. Um, sit right by here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on. Whatever. Come on. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'll read it later. Um, let me see. Who's on this fucking thing? It's going to be great. It's the first year they're doing the Geek Boat, so you're going to want to get in early. You want this to become a yearly thing in your life. Who do they have on it? First of all, Chuck and Brad. Our buddy, and that's not even a joke, Brian O'Halloran, played Dante and Clerks. Great guy. Uh, we've performed with him at Rhode Island Comic Con, and he's just a great dude. Hung out with him a little bit when I shot uh, the Jane Silent Bob 10th <gasps> Anniversary uh, Jay and Bob Get Old podcast. Great guy. He's going to be there with none other than Jeff Anderson, who played Randall and Clerks. Jeff Anderson rarely does these appearances, so this is going to be really fun. But uh, they're going to be on the. Cooper Andrews from Walking Dead, Lee Arenberg from <clears throat> Pirates of the Caribbean, Martin Kleba from Pirates of the Caribbean, Kevin McNally from Pirates of the Caribbean, and Alex Vincent, who played Andy in the Child's Play movies. Oh. Did you know about this? I did not. I didn't tell you about this? No. <clears throat> Here's my idea. Oh, no. I don't like this. All right. So, because we're not even joking about this. Me and Brad have to moderate every panel. That's correct. Here's my idea. I'm start moderating. Okay. We tell him it's just one moderator. Yep. Right. Then you creep up <laughs> dressed as Chucky, the murderous doll. Yep. Yep. Right. You kill me in front of him. Uh huh. Right. We we tell the audience before he comes out, just look away when that happens and act like he's crazy. Yeah. Because that's just like in Child's Play, yeah. the original. You just they just miss it. What do you think? And well, it's you. It's your corpse there. Now, what if he? They think it's him, and he's going to be sent to an insane asylum. Oh, okay. Then yes. Yeah, I'm on board. Now, we're sure that he's not going to have any weapons or way to retaliate against me. <laughs> you know, I'm just a widow biddle doll. <laughs> you know, are you good at like keeping a stone face? No, I'm terrible at it. And, and then also, before, famously, so I, before, I break at my own jokes before all you the kill time. me. Yeah, okay. We're going to have you on stage as a doll. Okay. All right. <laughs> so he's just a doll. And then I'm going to slap you in the face a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going to keep a stone face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,. <laughs> Can't respond. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you're like, oh. <laughs> like at rehearsal, you're like, all right, this this one is the prop knife. So I'm going to slap you a bunch. Make sure you grab that prop knife. Don't grab the real knife that's right next to it. <laughs> that's not a doll. Yeah, it is. Go ahead. Take a piss on it. <laughs> you're, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> was that your test to determine if something is a real doll? Because obviously any human in his right mind would move. You're just a doll. <laughs> it's a pretty big doll. We had it specially made. So we heard it from Joe Rogan's dartboard guy. Oh, dartboardsanddolls.com, of course. Of course. Yes. It sort of looks like Chucky, but it's, like it's obviously a specific guy. 
Did, no, did no. Chucky have facial hair? <laughs> My stomach hurts. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I uh I mean, it's it's that's one of your best ideas about the Geek Boat yet. Yeah, so. yeah. So you got to go in the Geek Boat. It's great. Go to thegeekboat.com. And by the way, if you're like, are, are these guys joking? Are they really hosting this thing with clerks and the Andy from Child's Play and the Pirates of the Caribbean? Not a joke. We'll really be there moderating, doing comedy. Maybe we'll be doing our famous Bradley Drawn shows. Who knows? At night. What if we did Bradley Drawn Child's Play? Okay. Alex Vin- Vincent plays Andy. You play the doll. Uh-huh. <laughs> we make him think you're just a doll. <laughs> I just keep going down this path. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to remember my lines if I'm just... I guess, I guess my question is, would you dress up as Chucky for the cruise? <laughs> Come on. I'll dress Why? Because as... <laughs> Andy's there. Are you crazy? <sighs> it's so obvious. Why? Your name is Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Why would the hosts of the panel be Chucky and Chuck? Why would it be Brad and Chucky? I am Big Pentameter. Uh, oh, you dress true. up like Chucky. I was going to dress as Tiffany. Uh, that's fair. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're really hosting this thing. I'm going to mess up my costume and dress up as the leprechaun. As, we, as we've talked about, it's basically Chuck and Brad con. Yeah. I'll put it this way. If we do such a good job and we host every panel... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the people, this, this is the story. People are going to walk on the boat. They buy all the tickets. Wow. These great guests, clerks, Andy, Pirates Caribbean. They have no idea about Chuck and Brad. Nope. No idea. Yep. They're on it. Night one, we moderate. They're like, this guy, these guys are smart. These guys, these guys have got some brains. Then we do a comedy show that night. They're like, these guys are, they have brains and they're funny. This is like Frazier and Niles. You're Niles. And, uh, I knew next night. They're like, these guys again, they gotta be exhausted. Yes. Kill that kill another moderator. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm exhausted night one. <laughs> we kill another moderating situation. Okay. Maybe I have my friend Christina Ricci text us. Yep. And I'll show the text up on the screen. Of course. Maybe a call would be more impressive. <laughs> I guess that would be more impressive. FaceTime. Yeah. They're like, wow, Christina Ricci's friends with this guy. Then more comedy. Bradley drawn Spider-Man. Bradley drawn Avengers. Bradley drawn clerks. Everything. The clerks are on stage. We paint ourselves black and white to perform the clerks one. Yes. End of the show. End of the thing. All the people on the boat are like, we don't care about the guests. No, we they still we, care about the guests. We don't even care if they're here. We just Chuck and Brad. Chuck and Brad. We get off the boat. We're like like the Beatles. We're waving. Right? Right? Yep. Okay. And then we get into a car. They're yep. weeping. They're weeping. Because yep. <laughs> they don't want to miss us. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Chuck and Brad, the the chant goes on for days. They all go home to their yep. separate states, and still they can't stop chanting, right? Right. The geek boat calls us. Yep. Right. Calls me. Chris, his name is. Calls me. He's like, I can't get these people to stop chanting and emailing me their chants and texting me their chants Seems and like face, a weird facetiming. Way to chant. Christina Ricci facetime me a chant. Next week, we have next year we have to call the geek boat, Chuck and Brad Con. Will you endorse your names to this? For a large sum of money. Yes. What do you say? Yes. <laughs> That's all I want to know. Uh, I think the only way... There's pe- a lot of lead up. I think... <laughs> just for that simple question. <laughs> I think the only way people are going to be screaming Chuck and Brad is is they're like, hey, who are those two guys who fell off the back of the boat? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Chuck and Brad. Chuck and Brad! I came up with three pranks to do, to do to you on the boat. None of them... All of them are over the line so far. <laughs> okay, good. 
And so if I can think of some that aren't over the line, then I'll do those instead. Right. But I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> you look at your watch. It's a year from now. Ten months. Um, right. That's okay. You didn't have time to think of other ones. <laughs> yeah. um, As I'm being eaten alive by sharks and pelicans <laughs> simultaneously. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I really think, I mean, we're going to be all over this fucking boat. They're going to have to change, change it to Chuck and Bradcon. Probably. What if it did change to that? Would you do it yearly? We kind of have to. Oh, we, yeah. I'd love to do it. Um, speaking of good things with your name we, we, attached. we got to finish this, oh, okay. this ad. So the, go to thegeekboat.com. Reserve your uh, cabin now. Everything we said is true about the guests. It's people from Pirates of the Caribbean, the guys who played Randall and Dante and Clerks, uh, the guy Alex Vincent who played Andy and Child's Play. All those people are going to be there. We're going to be moderating every panel. It's going to be a cruise that's leaving from Miami, going to Cozumel. Um, Brad said he'd French kiss every third person that asked him to French kiss. So if he's, if you ask him, he says, no, just get two people to do it. Then you're, you're, you're guaranteed a check mark. A I'll green tell you, check. I'm, I'm very bad at French kissing. He does good at the Italian kiss. Yep. Good. Good. Say your Italian stereotype. No, no, no. He does it with a mouthful of lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's Delicious. hateful. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> it's a delicious kiss. Uh, but go to com, sign up. And I actually have some fun news that I didn't know if I should share. I, I texted Chris from Geekboat. And he said, you can only share this with your closest friends. Please don't make this public consumption. And I said, that's interesting because only my closest friends listen to the podcast. Yeah, all the Chubies. Right. Closest all the Chubies friends. are my closest friends. And he said, basically, they're going to do an ambassador program. Nice. So if you have... Like, let's say your own podcast or like a really, you know, a cool Instagram. You can be an ambassador for the Geek Boat. Go to thegeekboat.com uh, slash ambassador. You can Google how to spell it if you like. And basically what happens is people can sign up for the Geek Boat, buy tickets. They get a discount on their tickets. Oh, nice. And you get money whenever they buy a ticket. Hey, ho. So go to thegeekboat.com slash ambassador. Sign up now. Get people to come. This is going to be a great time. Come on the Geek Boat. Watch Brad get dressed up as Chucky. Maybe. Watch him get dressed up as the tentacle face guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. Definitely. Oh, yeah. That's going to be good. Davy Jones. Who should, right? you, who should you sign up for as clerks? The guy who jizzes in his beard. I was going to be the cat. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like that. Annoying customer. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of costume changes for Brad, but it's all going to be worth it. Yep. Uh, why does Brad have a 1920s, uh, what's it called? A wardrobe <laughs> wheeling onto <Yes>. this. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. It's you changing behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I, I knew what it was. Thegeekboat.com. We're going to have so much fun. Come on out. Tell them Steve Dave fans, come on out. Tuesdays with Stories fans, if you're like, who's this new Chuck guy they keep talking about on Tuesdays with Stories? And I appreciate it. Joe and Mark kind of giving me a bunch of shout outs on recent episodes. And you're li- if you're listening to this just to find out who I am, Here's who I am. Come in the geek boat. All right. That makes sense. Great. Yeah. Speaking of things that are great that yeah. have your name attached. Yes. Let's talk about our sponsor, Staten's Landscaping. Staten's Landscaping is an award-winning landscape and design firm based in Rhode Island. Do you have any lawn needs or or, or property needs and you're based in Rhode Island? Are you asking me? Um, I rent. Oh, yeah. I've recommended Staten Landscaping to my landlord, but his son owns a rival landscaping company. Oh, my so, God. Rival yeah. indeed. Yeah. We don't need to get into that. Have you, basically, if you've seen The Warriors, then you know the situation between Staten's Landscaping and, and Fernando's son, that's, <laughs> son's company. That's, that's the name of the company. 
I uh, I broke my garbage disposal just to prevent Fernando from helping his son in the big landscaping competition. <laughs> yeah. Stan's Landscaping is my dad's landscaping company. Uh, technically, those are the, the, the chains of slavery that I'm bragging about breaking free from. <laughs> slavery. No, no. <laughs> not, not slavery, but... You know, you're like, oh, I went to work today. My mom took me grocery shopping. <laughs> hey, that happens once in a while. We <laughs> yes. got to knock out some stuff. I cover the payroll. Um, but uh, Staten's Landscaping, great company. Um, you can contact them at statenslandscaping.com or calling them at 401-247-2227. That's 401-247-2227. Um, yeah, we've been around for over 40 years. We have a million great reviews online. Feel free to look us up. Staten's Landscaping on like, you know, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, everything. We specialize in masonry, planting design, stormwater management, grading, lawn maintenance, site work, tree pruning, irrigation, and lawn fertilization. Um, go to statenslandscaping.com and you'll find a way to contact us. And honestly, I want to have my dad on at some point soon to talk about uh, building the company. Yeah. I think that'd be cool because I don't really know the story besides the fact he started the company by himself with one lawnmower, and he asked his mom, my Grammy, RIP, for a loan to start the company. And she said no. And he still did it. Yep. 40 years ago. And uh, man, <clears throat> what a big influence on my uh, perseverance and work ethic. Yeah. Great guy. My dad. Statenslandscaping.com. If you have any landscaping or uh, property needs, um, you know, call them 401-247-2227. Nice. Yeah. So let's see. We got some movie stuff this week. Um, well, this is fun. You know what? Sometimes I want you to read the articles. You don't have your laptop with you, though. I do not. All right. This is from GameSpot.com. I mean, I have my work laptop with me, just still in a bag across the room. From GameSpot.com. Knives Out. Knives Out was one of our favorite movies of last Love year. It. Yeah. Was it last year? 2019. Wow. The pandemic really sucked a year out of our ball sack. Um, collective ball sack. Yes. Knives Out. Not You know, I'll say this, though. One of my, you know, my favorite movie of 2019, almost certainly. Probably within my top five favorite movies of the last five years. Yeah. Same thing for you? Yeah. It's too good. Loved it's, it. I loved it. Knives Out 2 and 3, we'll see Daniel Craig and Ryan Wilson. Nope. Rian Wilson. Rian Wilson. Isn't it Ryan Johnson? Ryan Johnson. Yeah. My bad. Are you thinking of Rain Wilson from The Office? This guy's name is spelled R-I-A-N. Yeah. So I thought of Rain Wilson, Yep. better known as Dwight Schrute. (laughs) This is why I wish you read this. I can't talk as long as I used to. It's not that. It's just like I'm congested. Take two. Knives Out 2 and 3 will see Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson get paid $100 million each. A new story shed some light on how Netflix, Netflix's $469 million deal to buy the sequels came to be. So there's going to be two sequels to Knives Out, starring Daniel Craig. If you know the movie Knives Out, it's kind of about a family where a death occurs, and it's a mystery um, to how the death occurred, and there's a big, you know, rich family, the patriarch dies, and Daniel Craig is like a detective. He's trying to figure out how it happened, maybe if someone caused it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So Daniel Craig would be the continuing thread, not the family. Right. Uh, It says, Ryan Johnson, sources said Ryan Johnson is getting immense creative control with the Knives Out sequels. Good. He doesn't have to take notes from the streamer. The streamer being Netflix, the report said. I like the streamer. People say that, it always throws me off. Yeah. The streamer. 
that means Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. I'm with you. I don't like it. Netflix had two demands, though, that starred Daniel Craig, who played the Southern detective Benoit Blanc, nice. would star in both sequels. Additionally, each sequel needed to have a similar budget to the 2019 film, which is about $40 million. In terms of how much money the key talent will make off the deal, THR... The which Hollywood is Reporter. The Hollywood Reporter said Johnson, Craig, and producer Ram Bergman will take home $100 million or more each. Netflix is paying a total of around $469 million for the Knives Out sequels. I am so excited to this. To this. About this. I am so excited about this. Yes. Uh, what do you say? I, uh, I'm also excited. It just seems like such an absurd amount of money. It does kind of seem like a lot. Because the first Knives Out... Well, see, the first Knives Out had... Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, um, Don Johnson, Don Johnson. Uh, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. I know, I know, it, it's right there. She was was she Nurse Jackie? She's no, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Um, and also that the the main the main woman, she's like an up and comer too. That was in other things, yeah, big indie things. So I guess I would kind of look at the it's original Anna, movie, Anna de Armas. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I would look at that original movie and say, oh, I think most of the budget went to the cast because the movie is pretty centrally lo- localized right. in terms of like, it's mostly around one house with some other stuff in it. Right. Um, so I can't imagine it cost too much. But, uh, oh, and the other guy, the second detective was uh, one of the main characters in um, Get Out. Remember? Yes. His uh, his assistant guy. And that guy's awesome too. Yeah. Um. So... It's weird to be like the budget has to be forty million, but we're gonna give each of you guys a hundred million. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, do you think the movie was just that well received or that well reviewed? I think uh, I think it was that well reviewed. Yeah. Because um, I didn't even I didn't even know if it was like a smash box office hit. I think it was. I think it did really well financially, uh, and Netflix is looking for you know prestige, and uh, a good way to get it is to recruit a filmmaker with a proven track record. Yeah, who who might at this point be dissatisfied somewhat with traditional, yeah, uh, you know, movie because he did history. what the second Star Wars movie? Yes, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. And that was before Knives Out. Yeah, yeah, right. Wait, is it the last one or the second one? What? That Star Wars movie? It was yeah, it was number eight. Oh, okay, yeah. so, well, I meant like yeah. the second one of the new trilogy. Yeah, so it was the second one of the new trilogy. Yes, and the last one was J.J. Abrams again. That's correct. Yeah. Um. It's in, it's interesting because we had a talk a while back when um, Palm Springs came out on Hulu. Yes, and one of the things we were talking about was the fact that there's just not a lot of great narrative films right. on the streaming services. Right. Uh, and Palm Springs is a great one. I thought American Pickle was good too. <laughs> not quite as good as Palm Springs. Um, and maybe this is a step of like kind of a common thought that is that right that they're trying to rep you know trying to remedy. I just think about. When Adam Sandler signed a six-picture deal with Netflix, right. like what was the the total? Like it, in my mind, the total for those six films was a hundred million uh, to Adam Sandler to you know be an executive producer and a star and all that. But I I don't know if that number's right or if I'm making that up in my brain. I'd be surprised if that was right because he's gonna make more than that from working right. with studios, right? Um, but it was, you know, when it was initially announced, it was so rare that like, oh, Adam Sandler has this deal with Netflix. It was a $250 million okay. four movie deal. Oh, okay. Then yes. So a little Man, bit closer, Netflix but still this has, is, has money. Why? Okay. Netflix is a strange company because I'll see them do stuff like this and then I'll see Stranger Things and I'll see, 
you know, they have 77 million uh, monthly customers right. and all this stuff. And then I'll see people say like, Netflix is going to die. Netflix is deeply in debt and they've yeah. made so they've they've made so many deals that there's no way they can pay them back or something right. like that. And I don't, you know, how, how the yeah. fuck do I know? Um, but that's really exciting. I mean, the idea of the people that made this kind of retaining creative control is awesome. And also Daniel Craig is someone I like. Oh yeah. But Benoit Blanc, that's a that's a weird left turn for him and I love that he's going to continue down yeah. that road. Oh, it was so good. You see Logan Lucky? I did. I enjoyed it. I thought Logan Lucky was pretty good, but what I appreciated was Daniel Craig's like portrayal of that character. I feel like I, I read a, a hint that one of the sequels, like Knives Out 2, will basically have Daniel Craig playing dual roles. Really? Yeah. But I again, I don't know how serious that is, how far along wow. it is. Um, That'd be pretty kooky. You know, I don't know if it's going to be a Jack and Jill situation. But Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Jack and Jill 2, Knives yeah. Out 3 would be pretty great. Yes. <laughs> Let's let's get started on that script. So we also saw the trailer for Space Jam recently, which we haven't talked Sp about in the yeah, podcast. Space Jam, what is it? the new journey? A new journey? Space Jam? What's the what's new the, legacy? What's the yeah? Maybe that's it. I think it's legacy. I don't know what the subtitle is. No. Um, what a weird project. So and and not that the original Space Jam was not a weird project, but so the original Space Jam was Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes. And Michael Jordan is just part of it. Yes. And really, it was kind of a partnership between the Looney Tunes and the NBA. Right. Because I feel, I think that there was five other big basketball stars that had their talents stolen from Muggsy them. Bogues. Muggsy Bogues. Sean Bradley. Ooh, Patrick L Ewing. Larry Johnson. Patrick Ewing? Uh, maybe Patrick Ewing. Huh. I thought I thought Sean Bradley was the the, the center on the the Monstars. But yeah, maybe. Um, but that was the only yeah. real uh, partnership. Charles Barkley. Barkley. Yeah. Um, that was the only real partnership was NBA Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah. Looney Tunes. But in this one, this new one, I don't know if, if you haven't seen the trailer, I'd say pause the podcast and watch the trailer because it's kind of astounding. This movie was heavily inspired by Ready Player One. Yeah. It's, it looks like a sequel to Ready Player One. Right. Where like, and this, this is what I've kind of collect. I mean, I've, I, you know, basically it's LeBron James who I really like, you know, I get it. He makes sense as a successor to Michael Jordan. Perfect. He goes and like, I feel like he's in the Warner Brothers studios and he gets pulled into their servers. Yes. And so because of that, all of these different properties are part of it, are in there. Like yeah. it shows him fall into like, you know, the Looney Tunes land, but it shows him go past like a Game of Thrones land, yep. a Wizard of Oz land. Yeah. And when he goes into the Looney Tunes land, they kind of have a couple parts where they're like leading up to the big basketball game in the trailer and you see the Animaniacs are there. I think the He-Man characters are there or uh, no, th no. Th Thundercats. Thundercats. The Iron are. Giant. The Iron Giant is there. Uh, characters from The Walking Dead, like White Walkers from The Walking Dead. Different iterations. Walking Dead? No, I'm it sorry. Was, it was, uh, like it was Game of Thrones. Yeah. Different iterations of Batman villains. All, all the, all, it was yeah. Batman. So it was... Catwoman from Batman Returns yep. and Catwoman from the 60s. Yep. Penguin from the 60s, Robin from the 60s, Joker from the 60s. Uh Pennywise from the new the new It movie is yep. there, like watching the game. Uh the Flintstones, the Jetsons, all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. 
It just seems fucking insane. Yes. It's bizarre. Yes. And it's it's tough because I'm going to I'm going to throw it straight on the table. This is this is the equivalent. You might not like this. The equivalent of me taking out my test, my testicles and oh. slapping them on the table in front of you to say, "What do you think of this?" Wait, what are we I'm going to give are, you an idea. Are we taking a test? I'm giving you an idea that you may find repulsive. Hang on, let me get my let me get my, let me get my number 2 pencil. <laughs> that poking me. <laughs> I guess that was me using your voice to tell you to stop poking my testicles with that pencil. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess. That setup is as convoluted as this trailer, though. <laughs> well, it's a perfect metaphor. Here's the idea I was going to put on the table. Just like my testicles. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so here's what it is. Ready Player One. Yep. I thought the movie was Okay. I thought the the story was kind of like convoluted and weird and I wasn't super attached to the characters or the specifics of the story. And like, and as I've heard from you and Lou and a lot of people, the book is a lot better in terms of plot and storytelling. Yes. Okay. However, the fucking, the opening race with King Kong. Super cool. Back to the future car. You got the Batman, the 66 mobile, yep. the Mortal Kombat characters, uh, the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. We have the battle with Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Mecha Godzilla, all these, all, all those. Brad dressed as Chucky. <laughs> Chucky's in there too. The, the, part, the part with the fucking Chucky part, where he says fucking Chucky. Yeah. That yeah. like all, the, uh, the part where the girl like tricks him and she's dressed as a xenomorph, all the pop culture stuff in that was really fun and exciting to see how they utilize that. Yes. That was a really fun part of it. Okay, I'm putting that on the table. That's that's testicle number one. <laughs> just listen. Just hear me out. <laughs> testicle two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Marvin. What's his name? Not Marvin Gaye. Marvin the Martian. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Martin Scorsese said, fuck Marvel movies. Yep. They're all just... Uh, theme park rides. Yes. Right. Testicle too. I got one more thing to put on this table. What do you think it is? <laughs> There's no answer I can give. That's a good thing. <laughs> it's a shiveled prick. You're right. Yes. No, here's my third thing. Combining those things. I think, you know, I think uh, Scorsese's wrong. However, I do think that the Ready Player One, um, you know, mashup of IPs is that. I do think it is we're not here to bring you um, story or plot or characters. We're here to say we're going to take these all these worlds that you know and we're going to kind of mash them up in a way that you'd never seen before, that you'd never expect, and that's going to thrill you. That's what Ready Player One did for me. And I kind of feel like Space Jam is like, well, what if we just did that? What if that's a thing we do once in a while? Right. What if, like we said, come see this new movie, it's a crazy mashup of a ton of different IPs and you're going to have a lot of fun seeing the th- the fun things we do with them. What do you think about that? I mean, yeah, if, if it makes sense from a marketing standpoint, the the idea of, um, you know, there's an element of, I, I, I don't know that anyone, yeah, I don't know that anyone's going to be like, you know, I wasn't going to go see Space Jam, A New Legacy, but I heard Chitara is in the <laughs> audience of the game. So yeah, I'm a big Thundercats guy. I'm going to be there. But here's the thing. Day one. So, yeah, you're right. No one's going to say that. But what if you see literally a hundred of those things in the trailer and you're like, what are you going to see in the movie? Right. That's what's fun about yeah. it. E- I mean, even in Ready Player One, it's not like these uh, pop culture characters were main characters, really. No. You know what I mean? They were all ancillary. Yeah. Here's the other thing, though. 
was WandaVision a super a super well thought out, well written, well crafted thing where they're gonna they said we're gonna make a great story, take you on a journey, make great characters, make a great, you know, plot for you, and we're gonna include the IP stuff right. from all the stuff you know and actually make like a well crafted version of that. Possibly. Right? So it's just strange. I just wonder if we're going in this direction. Cause I think Ready Player One was kind of billed as like it's going to have this stuff, but it's also going to be like an amazing Steven Spielberg movie. Right. And then people kind of were like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Just like in the same way that like Pacific Rim is okay. Yeah. Um, but the draw was all those cool IP things. Right. Now I kind of think Space Jam's like, yeah, let's just lean into that. We'll make a fun movie, a fun summer movie. And yep. it has like a bunch of characters, you know, that you've never seen interact. Right. Like if we watch this and Pennywise scares Daffy Duck. You think I'm not going to get a half chub? What are you kidding me? I, I don't think you're going to get <laughs> only a half chub. <laughs> he had a three quarters chub. <laughs> I love it. I've got, I've got a, a laminated diagram. Yeah, you got a measuring, a measuring tape and a dartboard. <laughs> don't hang that there. Um, <laughs> so uh, Hang on, I have to throw the dart. <laughs> Take it down right after I throw this dart. Um, but the, I wonder if like... You know, could that be a part of pop culture now? Is like we're, we're going to do big pop culture mashup stuff, and that's the attraction. Like we've gotten past like, here is a new Godzilla movie. Right. Here is a new uh, Batman movie. Here is a new this movie. It's like, what if we did a pop culture mashup of all mashup of all these different people? That's the fun thing of the summer. Yeah. You know, and that's just what this felt like to me. I didn't know if you kind of got that same vibe. I do. Uh, you know, it's a family movie, presumably, and. Uh I wonder about stuff like this, though. Like, I think that some stuff, like Space Jam, family movie. Yeah. Space Jam, A New Legacy, are they really saying, like, hey, kids, you don't know what Space Jam is, come see this? Or are they saying, hey, adults who like Space Jam, come see this? Who do you think they're marketing more I, towards? You know, right now, like, based on that trailer, adults. Mm-hmm. Um, because kids aren't going to know who the Iron Giant is, necessarily. Or Pennywise. Yeah. Or She-Ra, or whatever you said. Chitara. Chira. She's like a cheetah. Do I keep saying stuff from He Man? Yeah, I mean Chira was affiliated with He Man. What does that mean? I, I think she was she had her own show. Oh, thank God. They probably crossed over at some point. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I wasn't allowed to watch He Man. My parents said it was satanic. <laughs> what do you what do you why what does he do? I don't know. He got his power from Grey Skull and not from Jesus. I've talked about this before on the podcast. <laughs> what about She-Ra? Ah, uh, I don't think we knew she existed. It'd be funny if your parents were like, He-Man is, you know, satanic. He yeah. gets his power from Grace. Skeletor had a and face. Skeletor. Uh, Skeletor had a face of Satan, uh, of, of a skeleton. <laughs> Presumably, there was some black magic there. <laughs> I, I think my I think my parents were caught up in the in the so called satanic panic of the mid eighties. Like yeah. not a lie, where they're like, oh. don't play don't play Dungeons and Dragons, satanic. Uh, I, th- I was gonna say it'd be funny if they were okay with Skeletor, but not with He-Man. Yes. Um, Skeletor gets his powers from being a skeleton. You had a joke in your. St- Stand up set about how you weren't allowed to like the Ninja Turtles because they were <laughs> abomination. You wrote that joke. I wrote that joke. Yeah, you were. The, I, oh, I was going to ask you if it was real. It's probably no. not real if I wrote it. No, it is not. Uh, if I came up with a fictional fact about your life, it probably didn't really happen. Probably not. Most of the I wrote fictional that joke. facts. <laughs> yeah. well, go ahead. The word, uh, the word abominations is is a uh, Chuck Staten's specialty. <laughs> no, no. If, if I have goblin. a joke that says the word maniac <laughs> or abomination or goblin. Uh, you contributed that word to my joke. I love the, those. Uh, I know those three words, and then I love lunatic. Yeah, that's one of my faves. And then uh, I like. I'm getting into ghoul. 
Because I, I don't know okay. what the, I don't right. know what it is. Okay. I don't know what a ghoul is. Everyone's scared of a ghoul, but no one can tell me what it is. What's a ghoul? Uh, it's uh, like what Italians call capicola. <laughs> no, that's a gabagool. Oh, rat. Um, I wrote that joke. Yes. What was the joke? I don't. I honestly don't remember. It was about having a sheltered childhood. Oh, I, I probably only got to tell it once before the world. I'm going to say this, changed. and we'll never be able to prove it. So you know, no need to argue. I think you came up with that joke. There's no way I did. I don't ever use the word abomination. Like goblin, yes. Maniac, yes. Lunatic, yes. Abomination. I I bet you can't even find that me ever saying that in 516 episodes of the podcast. All right, I'm going to start listening right now. All right, start with episode one. I'm going to move <laughs> forward. <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm Brad, a, a spry 12-year-old. Um, I went to a couple good restaurants recently in Rhode Island. Uh, I won't waste too much time because I know some people, a lot of our listeners live in like Australia and around the world and Canada and stuff like that. But if you ever come to Rhode Island, go to Sage Kitchen in Providence. What a great Southern inspired uh, restaurant. We had some awesome calamari with this very, and if you don't know what calamari is, it's like fried squid. What? What'd you find? I searched my email for the word abomination. Yeah. And I found a Chuck Staten set. Oh, Jesus. From 2016. What does it uh, say? July 2016. Um, if I was going to get a tattoo, I think it'd be of the Taco Bell dog singing, why can't we be friends to the McDonald's logo? <laughs> and then you said, my countercultural ideas are pretty much limited to the concept of Big Mac burritos. And then I like to imagine fast food bigwig saying, it's an abomination. And this is me saying, fuck the system and fuck the man. I'm dousing my cheeseburger and Diablo sauce. I'm acting like I'm Rosa Parks in the front of the bus. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good joke, that's too. Just one of, that's just one of the times abomination <laughs> showed up in my emails from Chuck. Oh, uh, come on. Well, th- but hold on. In that joke, I'm doing an impression of a character. It's yes. not me. So I don't know if that really counts as me saying it. Okay. That's like if I said, like, you know, gabagool. Like, if I said, like, oh, Tony, Tony Soprano said gabagool, you can't be like, oh, you say gabagool all the time because you quoted Tony Soprano. It doesn't make any sense. Got it. Sage Kitchen is a Southern-inspired restaurant. Um, it's on uh, Federal Hill in Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, and I went there Friday. I just wanted to say, um, yeah, I got some calamari. I actually went there to celebrate the Tuesdays with Stories thing. Yes, uh, the calamari, and they had this like heavy. I don't. It's not. It was not a heavy sauce, but there was just a heavy citrus lemon flavor to the sauce. And I say citrus lemon. I think it was lemony, but I don't know if it was definitely all lemon. But very alternative calamari flavor. It was delicious. Great uh, Brussels sprouts as well. And I also went to Cork and Rye in Warwick, Rhode Island. And man, if you haven't been to Cork and Rye and you're in the area, or you're traveling to the area, so good. It's kind of like a hidden gem. Have you gone to Cork and Rye? No. You would like it. I'm sure I would. It was so good. We got. Did you see the mozzarella sticks I got? Yes. So good. It was like this. It's weird because I say mozzarella sticks and someone's like, oh, what is it? You know, what do you mean? Yeah. But it's like this alternative. I don't know. It's, it's such a good place. It's hard to explain, but I got a cauliflower steak. Did I tell you about that? Uh, that was the one I told you my dad oh, thought yes. was a real steak, yes. Yeah, it was pretty <clears throat> good, man. I think you could have choked it down. Thank you. Uh, Brad's not a big uh, adventurous eater, but um, I really like the cauliflower. It was good. And Gina loves the, uh, they have deviled egg salad there. Right. Um, what do you find another example? My parents didn't swear when I was growing up. However, at one point in my youth, my dad bought a joke book without realizing it had swears in it. <laughs> This was a big deal for young Brad. My previous exposure to swearing was just when the... Brad's, the pa- Brad's reading an email right now. ...was just when the pastor said we'd be damned to hell for watching Ninja Turtles because they're abominations. <laughs> I had a great childhood. That's, that's, your, that's your joke. That doesn't prove that I wrote it. 
I know that you wrote it. I don't think I did. I mean, like I said, we'll never be able to prove it either way. All right. Maybe you're right, and maybe I'm wrong. You know? I'm right. I'm saying that. I'm right. And uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. What else do we want to talk about? Um, you had some stuff you wanted to tell me about? Yes. <clears throat> so two things. Yeah. One, uh, you know, I, on my, my lunch hour at work, I, I, I don't really go anywhere because restaurants aren't open. So, you know, maybe I make a frozen meal. I watch some uh, some YouTube videos because I can't watch a show because I still have to answer the phone mm-hmm. uh, when it rings during my lunch uh, because we don't have enough staff. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I've watched a lot of football highlights over the past, uh, 10 months in the office or whatever. Uh, but lately it has been a lot of one specific video game streamer. Yeah. And I, I say streamer, not like Netflix or Hulu, but like a yeah. person who streams video games. And it's weird because I, I think you and I are from an age where it's uncommon, like the idea of this happening, like, yes, we hear about it, but it's not something we, we actively seek out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the stereotype is that like Gen Z kids will watch people play video games online. And, uh, I'm, I'm a, a late Gen X or you're an early millennial, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, won't necessarily do that. That's not a, a preferred form of entertainment. Either we're, we're playing the game or we're watching some scripted thing. It's very rare that we watch streamed video games would you say that's an accurate assessment of i'd say it's accurate. Of the stereotypes <clears throat> at least i'd say that's accurate yeah the only thing i want to bring up that's really kind of a little bit uh, not off topic but i do I, w- I will say i do like like looking up video game stuff that is someone playing it uh-huh. but then like really like giving you like a history and facts right. yep. and i enjoy that because like last night i was thinking about godzilla and king kong yep of um, course it's a Monday night. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about it because I'm in because I listened to here's what it is. Listen to tell him Steve Dave. Yep. Uh Walt uh doesn't didn't like King Kong Godzilla. He was very dis uh disinterested in the plot, I guess. Okay. Dissatisfied. Got it. And then I watched the Red Letter Media right. video about it. And they were talking about the plot, which sounds bananas. I haven't I, I would like to watch it. I'd like me and you to watch it. <clears throat> and um I was like in my head, I was like, was there ever a Godzilla beat em up? And I kind of feel like there was. I was like, was there ever like, like there was a game called Rampage. There's a game called King of the Monsters, which was like a fighting game in a city, as right. an SNK game. Right. And then, then there was also Rampage, yeah. which is like, you know, you're kind of different monsters that are, you know, yeah. ripoffs of like King Kong and Godzilla. Yep. And a giant wolf. Yep. And so last night I went in my big recliner. And I looked up like the history of Godzilla video games and I watched that and I watch stuff like that a lot. But that's not the same as people streaming video games right. that are new just to see what, you know, whatever. Yep. I don't watch stuff like that. Right. I watch like historical fact stuff. Yes. So this uh, like late, like, like I said, it was a thing where it was advertised in my YouTube home screen. The algorithm knows what I want. Yeah. Let me let me put on this 20 minute video right. of a guy playing level like super difficult levels on Super Mario Maker or Super Mario oh, Maker yeah. 2. Yes, games yes. that we like. And Chuck and I have often said we're good at Mario games. It's a statement we've made. I, I don't brag about a lot of things. That's one of them. I'm pretty good at Mario games. Yeah, Gina said it was one of the first things you said to her. Well, what percentage of people do you think 100%ed, well, besides the playthrough every level as multiple characters. Right, which is what I'm doing. Um <clears throat> Super Mario and 3D World and Beat Champions Champions Road. Yeah, not many. Like, do you think it's like less than five percent? Yes. Really? Yeah. We're in the top five. Yeah, I'd say so. It feels pretty good. 
Yes. So, uh, so yeah, lunch. I'm watching this guy. I think his streaming name is Ryukar, R-Y-U-K-A-H-R, one word. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> knowing, like having seen your video production and, and how much work you put into like uh -huh. how much work it takes to edit a video right. and everything. And he's got, basically, it looks like he films himself in front of a green screen as he's playing these things for the video. It's not a live stream or anything. Right. And then inserts himself in the bottom left or bottom right, right. corner. And, you know, from time to time, there'll be a close-up on something or a zoom or a slow motion, whatever. And uh, he just plays through really difficult Mario levels. Right. And it's so entertaining to, to see, <clears throat> first of all, the levels themselves. I do watch these, <clears throat> by the yeah. way. And, these, these, right. these are from Super Mario Maker? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple guys I watch. There's one guy who has a beard. I think it's him. It's probably him. Yeah. And uh, I, so yeah, so he, uh, so but I've been watching that and yeah. I'm like, he's, he's, I, in the past, uh -oh. have gotten really frustrated with games when they don't go my way. And I, and I think they're unfair. I've thrown a controller or two in my day. Yeah. Who among us hasn't? Me. Okay. I guess that's, I, I'm always so 50 like 50%. Me, me and Brad play Mario together and yeah. when we lose, I'm like, I'm like, huh, we're having fun. And Brad's like, ah, kill you. Yes. <laughs> I'm, str I'm strangling Luigi. Um, and yeah, and so he's doing these impossible levels and doing them remarkably well, like his first or second time through. Yeah, I see I and, see this guy, and he right. throws the shells off the walls and, and jumps off them and stuff. And it's, it's insane. fucking crazy. And, uh, and yeah. you know, when something doesn't work, he's like, oh, man. And he just keeps trying. That's And yeah. it's like, I know it's I don't have that gene. And, uh, I do. The only thing that bothers me is when I get bored with it, yeah. but I don't get mad at all or yeah. frustrated at oh, all. No, he, uh, today I was, I was watching one as I was, was eating dinner and it was like a 300 second speed run. So a super long level yes. that you have to do all these steps in a row. Correct. And he didn't do it. Oh yeah. Uh, but he's like, you know, and so at the end, you know, basically he, he tries to get through all these levels in 30 lives when that doesn't right. work. He's like, all right, uh, let me, let me go back and play these levels and try to beat them. And so he tried and tried and tried. And he's like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to go do this other level. Finishes that. He's like, I would rather die than go back and play that level again. He's yeah. like, you know, who knows where I'll be in the future, but like, I'm serious. I, I did not enjoy that at all. And it was like super difficult. So I'm, yeah. I sympathize with him and it's, yeah. it's. I don't know. I just felt like it's it's an entertaining thing. He's an entertaining guy. It's, it's, it's a little different for me and you watching something like that than right. someone being like, "I'm going to live stream the new Resident Evil right. game." Huh, let's see what's around this corner. Huh, yeah. That was scared about that guy. Yeah, like it's different because me and you are so th that play style of these Mario games yep. is so ingrained in how we how we understand how to play them. Right, that we look at it. We can assess the difficulty level. Oh, yeah. We can sympathize with the player, and we can be really wowed when he does something that's crazy. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than game streaming, because I, right. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I used Before Super Mario Maker, I would watch these videos when it was about the... Modding community. The modding community, yeah. making their own Mario games and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and they would just find ROMs that were called, like, you know, Super Bowser's World or yep. whatever it is that people would make. They're like, oh, let's see, let's see how this one is, and like some of them would be shitty, yeah, and some of them would be like almost impossible, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I love watching. I stuff made like one that. good level in Mario Maker, and it was uh, it was saw themed, and oh, it started with live or die. And basically, at the end, there's a jump <laughs> that you have to abandon Yoshi for. So yeah. you, you have to make the choice: is your friend <laughs> worth your life? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm Evo. I, I think like three people played it. Yeah. Uh, Including it, me. Yes. And uh, so, yeah. So, so I, you know, I watched one of his streams at lunch today and then, you know, went back to the YouTube home screen and it was like, uh, Super Mario 64 blindfolded speed run. I prove he's a cheater. And I'm like, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta see this. Sure, sure. And oh. so it's it's like a 25 minute video. It's a takedown. A guy, a streamer, mm-hmm. is is claiming to be doing a blindfolded speed run of Super Mario 64, which people actually do, which is insane. Oh yeah. And uh, and so the guy narrating the video mm-hmm. is like, look, there are strategies you use to like determine how far you away you are from a wall. Like you punch, mm-hmm. and it backs you up this far, and you punch, and it backs you up this far, and you punch again, and it backs you up this far. Then you can do a backflip jump here. And uh, I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. And so he he goes through, and and you know the guy has a 38 minute speed run or a 45 minute speed run or whatever, going through Mario 64. Yeah. And this guy goes through the whole thing and talks about like in this part. He, he the guy runs towards a one up and how would he know it's there and like he jumps off the splitting but he analyzes the whole thing and I'm like man like speed running Mario 64 pretty niche content yes speed running it blindfolded extremely niche extremely niche and then the idea of like being, analyzing being and so well versed yeah in that that you can determine somebody else is is like how specialized is is this knowledge getting? And you know, like there are activities in that you know that are not video game streaming that are ultra niche, like or niche. Yeah. Uh, the, like you know, you've, have you seen the the cup stacking competitions? Yes, of course. Like, okay, or like world's fastest bus boy, and it's like or world's fastest uh, grocery bagger, and you're being you you get. Remarkable skills in something that doesn't have a huge audience. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like you're working on football and you're going to play in front of thousands of people. Like, <clears throat> you're doing a bagging competition in front of, you know, maybe a couple hundred. Right, right, right. Uh, but that's it. I know. Uh, and and so these guys who are doing these blindfolded speedruns, and the video has, like, millions of views, which mm-hmm. is like, oh, okay, so maybe there is more of a market to this yes. than I thought. But, man, uh, so I watched that. Supremely entertaining, yeah, and like interesting. First yep. of all, that the community exists, which I didn't know, and secondly, like the the, the argument makes sense. That, like this is why it's fake. This is why it's fake. Next video up is like the most insane cheating speed run ever, and it was uh, a takedown of a Super Mario Brothers one speed run. Some uh, a, a popular like viral content generating. Uh, YouTube channel in, in Mexico was like, we're going to have this viral YouTube star do a casual five-minute speed run of Super Mario. And they're like, this is where they took the video from this guy's world record speed run. Wow. And this like computer-assisted speed run and this thing. And they're like, you know, in order to do this, you have to hold down left and right at the same time, which you can't do on an NES controller, which is what he's using. So like, clearly it's a fake. Oh man. You, you get the weird line at a screen at this time. His, the number of coins he got was different than the number of coins it said he got yeah. and all these things. And I'm like, this is fascinating to me. Yeah, 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 it is. And, uh, and I'm like, how, how, like, how do you stumble on these things? And, and, and. Why do you decide it's a good idea to fake a speed run? Yeah, and there was a there was a, a joke in uh, in the Mario sixty four one about this fake speed run 
from Mario Brothers. And I'm like, ah, I guess I'm part of the community now because I understand that joke. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I'm like, man, is there a way we can parody doing a super fast speed run? And I'm like, I think that like a parody of this yeah. two niche, yeah. the, the audience is Chuck and Brad. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, and that's it. So yeah. that's fun, though. I, I agree with you. I think that's fun. Yeah, it's it's uh. So yeah, you know, I'll look up the stuff if you like. If you don't, that's fine too. Sometimes if I'm like falling asleep and I want to zone out, I'll put on like that kind of stuff that's yeah. like deep into that speed run Mario world. Um, all that stuff with Mario 64 and Super Mario World and all those things is like, it just feels very comfortable to me. Yeah. So I want, I do, I do enjoy that stuff. I, I well. like, I remember years ago, I remember watching like Super Mario Brothers 3 in eight minutes and I was yeah blown away oh, uh, yeah. at, at it. Uh, and then, you know, didn't really seek it out. At some point in the past year or two, I watched a Ninja Gaiden NES speed run because that's a famously difficult game mm -hmm. uh, where they're like a, it's a no hit speed run so at no point do they take damage from anyone and i'm like how do you have the time mm -hmm. to develop these skills and i'm like well i guess if you're replaying like you know if you're using an emulator and just replaying a certain level over and over again yeah you can kind of memorize each level as it goes it's you know it's like dance steps or right whatever. sure and uh but then to be good enough at each of those individual levels to put them back to back to back to back to back, I don't know, man. Oh, I know. It's 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 a lot. I know. Um, like I've been playing a lot of <clears throat> side-scrolling platformers lately. I, I I talked about Cyber Shadow. And yeah. How it took me 15 hours to finish the game, and I loved it. I'm playing The Messenger right now. Delightful game. Yeah. And uh, and the idea of like. You know, there's a video that I have not watched that are like, devs respond to the messenger, 33 minute speed run. And I'm like, literally, how is that possible? Oh, I like, know. It, it, uh, like, there's got to be a, a weird shortcut somewhere. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, all right, if here, if you jump off this tree and then backflip twice, uh, it takes you to the final castle. And like, I know. Uh, no, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's a crazy world. But yeah, that's been something that has entertained me. Uh, off and on, yeah. Ryu Car is is the main streamer, uh, yeah. the Mario guy. Mm -hmm. Chuck apparently also likes him. Yeah, we're on board. He's in our YouTube queue. Yes, good stuff. No, it's fun. Yeah, we, we watched. We, me and Gina were watching it recently for something. I forgot yeah. why. And she was like, because she doesn't really want to watch this stuff. No, but um, you know, we watched a little bit of it, and yeah, it's I I have fun watching it. And you know, he's he just seems like a, like a good dude. I'm like, ah, could we have him on the podcast? I'm like, I think he's more famous than us. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Is a million videos? Yeah. A million views? Yep. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about today. Yes. New uh, movie trailer came out today. And it's Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Yes. Right? Now... Starring Dave Bautista, among yes. others. So here's what's interesting. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not a Zack Snyder fan, but, you know, in recent memory... I'm not a huge fan of the new DC movies. I was really bummed out that people were like, oh, come on, you got to watch Justice League, the Snyder Cut, and it was just like, it felt like such a slog. However, I was reminded like we, like probably like two months ago that Zack Snyder directed Dawn of the Dead 2004 or 2002. 2004, I think. And that Dawn of the Dead is like one of my favorite horror movies. I love it. Um, You've showed me at the beginning. Oh, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. The beginning is great, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, the whole movie, you you would like it. You would enjoy it. But um, I really like it. And I and then I, I had heard that he was making a new zombie movie. Trailer came out today. I got to say, 
let's take Zack Snyder out of the out of it because okay. to me that adds some like re- reliability in terms of Dawn of the Dead. Trailer looks like a lot of fun. It does. Looks like a lot of fun. Add in Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead. Like I'm like, man, I trust this guy to make a great zombie movie. Right. I think it might be really fun. I think I might be. I think it might be a, a great new zombie movie. Okay. I'm excited for it. However, saw something at the end of the trailer that really upset me. Oh, was it Dave Batista? It was not Dave Batista. Tignataro, then. No, no, it was the fact that my concept, Zombie Zoo, mm-hmm. which I've talked about for years, yep. has been picked and snatched and, and snicked yep. nope. by Zach the Snick Man Snyder. All right, that, all right. Now I get why you said Snick. You went, you went off his well-known nickname, <laughs> the Snick Man. That's the, that means he steals stuff, I guess. But they have a zombie tiger in it with half of its uh, fur and skin missing on its head, yeah. and it has a tiger skull. Awesome! It's great. It, lo- it, it, it looks great. I would love to see a whole zoo. Exactly. Animals oh, like don't that. say that. <laughs> Zombie Zoo is directed, my baby. Directed by Zack Snyder. My my, I came up with the concept for Zombie Zoo years ago. You know, I have this amazing plan that it's on a peninsula. Oh, it's a plan, huh? And uh, the plan is like it's on a peninsula, and the idea is that they're going to get to the end of the peninsula where Zombie Zoo is, and they're going to take a huge saw and they're going to cut the peninsula off from the mainland and push it out to sea, so it's a, it's a floating island, and everyone loves that idea. And it's such that's that's a good idea. You think it's a bad idea because of the whole logistics thing? Yeah, because of <laughs> because of what? <laughs> does does it make a little sense? No, no, it, it could not make sense. No, I, like it, it's it's weird because if you if you fashion it as like it's kind of already a floating <laughs> island yeah, yeah. and it's joined to the mainland by bridges. All right, I can get behind that. You're blowing up the bridges. Yeah. If it's just like the tip of Florida that you're cutting off. It's not going to go anywhere. Not only is it not going to go anywhere, but you, how are you? How, how deep is this saw that you're cutting with? I love the idea of cutting off the peninsula and pushing it out to sea. I know, I know you do. Oh, so many cool ideas for Zombie Zoo. I think, I think the beginning is penguins, you know, because they're not so threatening usually. Right, right. But these are. Okay. And you build up as alligators. Really cool idea for Zombie Zoo a long time ago. But yeah, it's, I'm, and it's funny because I think there are some B movies that are like Zombievers and like right. stuff like that, that that have come out. But man, seeing this Army of the Dead and there's the first like zombie animal in a mainstream zombie movie, it really just makes me feel like sometimes, even if you're a genius or you have a genius idea, ah, there we go. You don't you don't execute that idea. Someone else is gonna snick it from you. Yeah. <laughs> snick it right away. Especially if they're nickname. I love the idea of like me. I come up with snick like in, in in like a stupid moment. I can see how much you hate it and then just double down on <laughs> <Yep>. it. <laughs> Start using it to meet steel. Um What do you think about this? Do so you have a case? Like what do you what do you I mean, did you did I write like, it down? Yeah, did you write it down and email it? Uh, because that would that would prove. Okay, let me look up trademark day. I, you I'm, know what? I write all my stuff in Google Docs. Let me look up Zombie Zoo. Yeah, what comes up? Because you have to prove it was written before a certain time. But Zombie Zoo, May 29th, two thousand twelve. I think then. You, no, no, you want to hear my notes? No, <laughs> Zombie Origins, 
voodoo spell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> what's funny is like we didn't prepare to like read this, so I haven't altered this at all. I'm actually reading my my thing, or some sort of chemical genetically chemical genetically created by man. The origin is a rich zoo owner who's trying to make animals fucked up to attract visitors. An evil version of John Hammond. Include a zombie. Ooh, that's... I can't say that one out loud because that's a great idea. Yeah, somebody will snick it. Yeah, someone will snick it. They'll hear the uh, podcast. Um, theme stated. All right, I'm not going to give away all my zombie secrets. But uh, I do have... Let's say May 29, 2012, Zombie Zoo. All right, now I think we just have to prove that Zack Snyder saw that. Hmm. Did Zack Snyder have access to this idea? I mean, we don't know who owned this laptop before me. Didn't you get it directly from the company? HP donated it to me. Wait a minute. How would him having the laptop before you... <laughs> we don't know who had it before me. That's, that's really funny that I said that and you kind of bought it for a second. I, I didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to see if I have anything else about Zombie Zoo. I'll it be says, careful. It says it's snicked. 10 2010 Wow. Chuck to Brad. Yep. Let's see what I say about Zombie Zoo. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's just us talking about something. I think it's you saying, I have an idea for a movie called Zombie Zoo. Yeah, it pretty much is. 2010, I came up with Zombie Zoo. I'm really fucking up by not doing this. Yeah. Damn. I think we had a we'd have better luck with uh, the bad guy. Yeah. Our Razor Ramon biopic. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> I found an old text with Ray Harrington from 2017 that says, I would tell you my pitch for my movie Zombie Zoo, but I wouldn't want it to rub off on you. Um Yeah, anyway, I was bummed to see the tiger, but I think the Army of the Dead looks awesome. Yeah. I think I just think that first of all, heist during a zombie thing. Yep. That's fun. Second Doing it in the ruins of Las Vegas, which is where this is. Yes. That's fun. Uh, zombie, you know, zombie tiger, obviously cool. I mean, yeah, it'd be cooler if the guy came up with it himself and didn't snick it, but yep. what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, You got to snick proof your ideas. Then we were talking, me, you, and Ray were in a group chat today, and we were talking, and Ray's like, I don't like zombies that are fast. Zombies that are fast are not real zombies. My zombies need to be slow. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Ray. Could you believe that shit? I mean, he's not wrong. What is he not wrong about? Zombies need to be slow. Yeah. Can I, I give you? Can I give you an example of taking a traditional, scary character and saying, let's change this up? Is it putting Brad in a Chucky mask? Blade, with vampires. Yep. That's the same thing as a running zombie. That's a good idea. Okay. Right. That's it. So what is it? We can't mess with the original formula? Well, I, I think the, the fear of the original zombies was ba more, more like um, how many of them there were and how you could this, be overwhelmed. I Sometimes I see, like I see certain things. Okay, i put it this way. Me and our buddy Bila were talking a couple of years ago. This is met, I'm talking about maybe like right. eight years ago. And he's like, oh, there's too many zombies in video games now. There's too many zombie video games. And I said to him, you know, it could seem like that from like advertising and tone. I go, but I think that they're really like, how do we make an enemy that you can't, that's not going to shoot at you and an enemy that's going to be visceral 
and physical. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. Well, and 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 really, Bilal had been spending a lot of time playing that modded Mario Brothers game. Yes, right. Super Mario Brothers Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario World Z. World, yeah, yeah Super Mario World War Z. Yes. Um, but I was like, I kind of think it's more about the fact that when you make the enemies zombies, you get to change the play style in a, in a way that kind of alters it and that doesn't make any other sense. Right. If it's actual people still. And I kind of think that running zombies, I don't know, I guess it just changes the threat. Okay. Because did they, did they, they ran in World War Z. The movie. Yes. Not the book. They ran in... Um, I am legend. Yep. And they ran in 28 days later. Yep. Now, are those like illegitimate? Like why, why is it okay to run in those? I mean, you know, obviously people can do what they want, but the, I guess the, the traditional zombie, um, lore. Yeah. Represented a different kind of like dread threat threat. Yeah. Is it kind of like, uh, it follows. Yeah. A little bit. Where it's like, no matter what, like they're coming. Yeah. Uh, even though it's not quite in our face. Right. See, to me, I guess. I'll put it this way. Like, let's say they're like, there's a threat, but there's some big obstacles for that threat to get to you. Yeah. And with the traditional zombie, it's basically like moving quickly, getting far away from them, blah, blah, blah. Right. I still think if all they can do is like hurt you with their bodies, you know, hands, teeth, right. whatever. I still think even if they're fast, you can still kind of create those obstacles in different ways. I mean, the World War Z zombies climbing up each other like ants yeah. is a cool way to to deal with that too. Right. But I guess I, I don't see it as like, you broke the zombie rules, so now I'm going to pout in my room. I feel like it's like, oh, they just have to write. I think you're misrepresenting Ray's argument. Oh, and, I, no. and I love it. <laughs> I, 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 well, I guess let's take Ray Harrington. Harrington. Let's take him out of this. I've heard this argument before. Right. Zombies need to be slow. And I just don't like things being boxed in that way because I guess to me it's like the opposite of like, you know, they really need to make a new zombie movie. And by the way, it better follow every rule of all the old zombie movies. Right. I don't like that. I guess that explains why you like Twilight so much. Because you're like, you know what? Vampires should be able to be outdoors during the day. Yes. Or they'll sparkle. Do you know that I think that the story with Twilight... I don't know this, so tell me if I'm wrong. I think that they live in a cloudy place, and so that's why they could be outside. Seattle, yeah, but... Is that right? Yes. Okay. But if the sun shines on them, they don't burn up and die. What do they do? Get a sunburn? No, they sparkle. That's not so they bad. They like glow. That's not bad. I mean, it's pretty different from the original mythos. I'm you can't you can't twist my words to say any change is acceptable. <laughs> now zombies are just regular people. Yes. <laughs> that, that's what Chuck wanted. Yep. That's what you get. Yep. Um but do you know what I mean about like the idea of like let's do a new thing and by the way, let's box you in with every rule we already had. I don't like that. I think it's kind of the opposite of progression. I want to believe if you're like, I'm gonna take this thing, whether it's you know, the story of Frankenstein or the story of, uh, you know, a, a vampire story or Dracula or zombies or whatever. And I'm going to kind of make my own version of it and I'm going to change some aspects. I think that that's how how can you not accept that eventually if you want to have new properties? Right. No, I. I yeah. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I, I'm mostly playing. Yeah. Ray, devil's advocate. Ray advocate here. Yeah, Ray's advocate. If if you you're want, damn right by the way, Ray's advocate, devil's advocate. There's no if, difference. If you want to, if you want to be fast in a zombie, you know, you go ahead and be fast in a zombie. I, I put it this way: I think people can use it in a bad way. Yeah. And it's just dumb and it's just different. Right. But I think people can also utilize it in a good way and right. make it different. Like to me, World War Z movie was fine. Right. I, I didn't think it was bad. 
And I think that the fast zombies did add to it. And I don't think that they detracted from it. Right. Um, so I guess I just want to be open to kind of changes like that. And I think that, you know, let's see what this movie is before we say, right. they're breaking my zombie rules. World War Z oh. World War Z book, by the way, not similar to the movie. I know. It's, well, it's not a narrative story, right? Yeah. No. It's yeah. Many, many short stories uh, providing an overt narrative. Yeah. Uh, what I was just, I going to say? Oh, just, no. It was the idea of the, the, the zombies in this also having a society and primitive communication skills. Oh, see, I like that. Right, right. Do you, what do you think about that? I, You know, that's, it's, I am legend- Again, more so the book and the graphic novel than than uh, the Will Smith movie. Mm. Like they did, it, they were progressed a little that, bit. That was the point of of them having this society, and uh, you know, Will Smith was killing them. He is the legend. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. that, that murders these vampires in their sleep. Yeah, and so you know, is is Army of the Dead going to you know is Dave Bautista going to be the legend? No, yeah, obviously not. Um, but I I know what you mean because yeah. I I know I know what you're talking about. I didn't read the book I Am Legend, but obviously by the end you see that he cares about the girl. Right. You know, the vampire does. Yeah. Um, but I think the idea of like, you know, let them slowly progress as a society and kind of like band together. Yeah, like Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. I, I mean, is there anything wrong with that? I think it makes perfect sense. If if they if if you can accept that zombies walk around and don't eat each other. Then I think eventually we can be like, yeah, and they work together sometimes. Right. Yeah, I mean, even the climbing up each other like ants is almost a step to that, right? right. Um, so I, I'm excited for it. I think it's cool. I think that those changes are cool. Could the movie be bad? Yes. Could those those changes not really lead to anything? Absolutely. Could there be extended slow motion shots for no real reason? Oh, yeah. Uh, he snicked that too, right from the Snyder Lacrat. Yep. Yep. Um, but uh, I want to believe it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. I think it's bananas. That Chris D'Elia was a main character and they replaced him with Tignataro. Uh, the reason I think it's bananas is the idea that you can do that now. Right. Like replace an actor like that. Yeah. With another actor. And um, But I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be cool. We should watch Dawn of the Dead before we watch it. Sure. You'll like Dawn of the we Dead. We have a lot to watch. Oh, my God. We want to do a big Mortal Kombat podcast before the new Mortal Kombat comes out. And uh, who knows? Hopefully we get to do it. I have, I have about three filming trips over the course of the next what? I have to learn sixteen all, days. I have to learn so many fatalities, yeah. and friendships, and babalities. Friendships, friendships. One, you know, recently me and my mom were talking about Mortal Kombat. My of mom's course. like, I don't know what Mortal Kombat is, and I'm like, here, I'll give you a good example of it. And I Take showed this her this controller. I showed her all the babalities that's and funny. all the friendships, and she's like, this game is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that's all there is to it. Yep. But then it's funny. I started showing her all the actual fatalities. Yeah. And like, it's funny because like, you know, people say that we get uh, dis desensitized desensitized to yeah. violence. Like my mom, who like, you know, she's grown up watching Halloween, American yeah. Werewolf in London. Like she watches the fatality where they pull the spine out and she's like, oh my God. And she's like kicking her legs and covering her eyes. And I'm just like, what? And I'm showing her like, it's like, you know, yeah. a, a 25 minute video of yeah. all the fatalities in the new Mortal Kombat game. And she's like, oh, my God. And they're, like, cutting open, like, someone's liver. Yep. And she's like, how could this be? Like, she, she, was, <laughs> she, seriously, like, she was, like, losing her shit. And it was funny because I was like, oh, yeah, I guess if you didn't grow up with, like, video games progressing from, right. like, you know, 8-bit, 16-bit to, like, now, maybe you're not used to that level of yeah. ultraviolence because that's not in movies. No. Um, so it was pretty funny watching her kind of be like, this isn't a game. Oh my God. She's yeah. like, she's like <laughs> throwing up. 
I was like, oh yeah. I kept showing her the babalities to make her feel better. That's good. Um, but good stuff. Animalities? Were there animalities? Animalities. I, I think so. In like four. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun talk. Yeah. Uh, folks out there, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com, or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. We promise not to snick your ideas. No, <laughs> won't snick them. Although they I will are- say, you know, the more we say it, aren't you kind of like, yeah, this makes sense. Sure. <laughs> um... Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we, we do appreciate it. We appreciate you having along, having you along for this ride. That's all I've got. That's all I got. Deuces. Tell me you're
Is 